Behind them, the sky rumbled and turned black. Another late storm rolling down from the blight. Rolling in the deep. You had my heart inside. No, BMCA. Sorry. <laughs> We're going to get taken down. Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name is Ernie. And I'm Clarus. And this is the finale of the prologue that is book 11 of The Wheel of Time. <laughs> the finale that's the prologue. Yes. Yes. We are not doing a full book recap next week. This is all we're going to talk about this book. And I think that might have been a mistake because this book slaps. It's pretty great, right? This is like top five Wheel of Time for me. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess we could have done like a full book recap. But I, I don't think I would have split it into more parts. I think that like... No, no. I just want to talk about this book a lot because I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's actually like pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. We really enjoyed it. I would even argue the second half is significantly better than the first half. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, in fact, if, if I were to say there is a problem with New Spring, <coughs> and I, I know why that it was released in two separate chunks, um, I understand the like realities behind how this book was produced. I, I don't think the first half of the book necessarily sets up the ending of the book very well. No. Um, but I think that the second half of the book is a really awesome story that's told really well and has one of my favorite magic fights in the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a thousand percent. Like, I, it, yeah, in the beginning of this book, I was like, you know, I, I'm not really sure where this is going. Obviously, Maureen yeah. and Lan get together and, like, he becomes her warder, but, like, I don't really know what else, what else is going on. Blue, thank you for Blue. gifting five memberships to five more Nargs. Five Nargs. Including our mod, Maturk. Thank you thank so much. Thank you, Blue. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone in chat says you, you look really good today. They like your Thank haircut. you. Thank you. Guys, uh, sorry that we started the stream a little bit late. Uh, I had a last minute commercial audition. <coughs> and by last minute, um, I knew about it for a week. Uh, and when I woke up at 940, I turned to Clarice and said, I have an audition due in an hour. So we got that done, and now we're live talking about New Spring by Robert Jordan, the yeah. prologue to the Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh... yeah. I don't good contribution, Carus. <laughs> Sometimes my brain is just like, nope. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, in our comments, will comment on moments where they're like, "See, nerdy cut Carus off at this moment." And then I'll go back and watch it, and I'm like, oh, no, you don't know her as well as I do. And she had and stopped. And I'm about to. <laughs> I was trying to keep the conversation going because yeah. she shut down. Yeah. <laughs> like, it happens very frequently. Mm -hmm. You just hide it. I just know. I, I know. I talk with you so much. There's a look in my that eyes. I, I don't even need to be looking at you. I can, like, feel it, like, in the hairs on the back of my neck when the your sentence senses. isn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. You, and then people uh, are like, he's always cutting her off. And I'm like, I promise you. No, no. You just, you don't. Sometimes um, I'm cutting you off. But it, that's more obvious because you give me a look. I'll call you out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam, welcome back to the nerd table. Thank you. Thank you, you. Sam. The book would have been better if Lan came on Marine from behind. I don't know. Lan was getting laid plenty in this book. Yeah, God Lan was. Damn, Lan is a fucking sexual animal. Except, like, she's like, uh, you're gonna be real ugly when you're older. No, she's just trying to manipulate him. Sure. Uh, Daniel Henney is not gonna age poorly. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. No, no, no. Like, you know, D Daniel Henney is great, but but I just love that in the book she's like, ah, yes, 
You you are cute. Now you're fine. You're probably gonna be real ugly. Sonic Sean says Clarus has a tell. Yes. I hate that line. Yes, unfortunately. So much. I kind of wish that it was set up in this book. You can that, like, see the 404. Land like knew her tell from. Or no, I guess Nynaeve figures out her. No, tell, it's so. Nynaeve. So yeah, 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 yeah. Right, Nynaeve, master tracker. Over yeah. Land Mandricorn. God, that, that 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 final episode is just is not good. It, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really excited. Before season two comes out, we're going to do a reaction series to season one of Wheel of Time. Yeah. Where we go through all the episodes as um, uh, with the knowledge that we have now and talk about, like, we'll probably watch our videos from back then and, like, talk about what's changed for us in yeah. watching the show now that we've read so many of the books. A thousand percent. Um, and... Uh, gonna be something it's gonna be something because there's there's i have such fond memories of the show Mm -hmm. because i really think the first seven episodes are pretty great yeah you know like i I actually really do enjoy them a lot a thousand percent i i like i looked forward to wheel of time every week because it was this like new fantasy thing that Mm -hmm. i was just enraptured by you know one thing that i thought was going to be in this book that is not is Step in. When we were watching the Wheel of Time, and we get to, if you get to episode, I think it's episode five or six of Wheel of Time. Five. It's episode five. Yeah. There's a whole episode about a warder and his relationship with the Aes Sedai. And there were so many people who were like, oh yeah, this Step in storyline is pulled from New Spring. Where he like kills himself because his Aes Sedai dies. Yeah. That but he's still did alive. not happen. No, he just is <clears> fighting. <throat> we just see him that one time in the yeah. like, in the bedroom or the, the like green chambers but Stepin does not kill himself in this book. And I was waiting for it the entire novel because yeah. people kept saying in our video back then, like, oh, yeah, no, no, the Stepin storyline is from the... It's from New Spring, but, it, <clears throat> that, yeah, he's just there. Nope. Like... No, it isn't. I don't know why, like, hundreds of comments. I know. Over the course of the last year, I'm talking hundreds of comments that that storyline is from New Spring. Yeah. And it, it isn't. Spoilers it's, for uh, New Spring, which I hope you've read because you're this is, here. Yeah. And we're going to go into deep details on the end of the book. Mm-hmm. That that did that that did not happen, and I it was yeah. so confusing to me because I was so the audience had set me up to be like, oh yeah yeah, we're gonna eventually watch Step and Kill himself because of the Black Aja storyline that we get into in the second yeah. half. Nope. Nope. They're just mentioned. They just are there. <laughs> no, they just show up in a scene. Fine, I guess it's cool. It's I mean, so his, strange. His eyes and I does die, but like we never go back to that, right? Like it's yeah. not like a thing. Which I was definitely expecting. And, like, people were so adamant that it was. It's mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was that was a weird one. But uh, this, guys, this book is great. I still like the story, Stephen storyline from Wheel of Time, by the way. I'm, I actually think that that's one of the stronger, like, single episodes of that show. I agree. But that's a total other thing that we'll talk about when we get to it. Yeah, yeah. Metheny. Metheny, thank you for this. Thanks for chat. chat. Not sure if the schedule allows it, but my cat would love reactions to the episode and to your corresponding video back-to-back. Our videos are three hours long, so I don't... Are they that long? (laughs) They're like... Maybe they're two hours. I don't think we're going to react to, like, two hours of us talking. It would be the same as book club. Yeah. I I don't think that's really possible, Methany. I think that I'll try and, like, watch the videos at, like, 1.5 speed to try and, like, bring in some examples of things that we said back then that have changed for us. Um, But, like, watching it again to make content out of it, I think would be really hard. Because of the length. I don't know if I want to watch myself. Especially when, like... I don't know. I feel like I am much better at what we do now than I was a year ago. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch myself, but but we can like bring in like clips and stuff. 
Our, um, our spoiler chats back then were like, yeah, they were long. Really? I thought it was like, I don't know, like 40 minutes. Uh, I think the first episode was, and then we, because I think in episode three, we started being live with them, right? I think once they went live, oh, they got like a little crazy. Guys, I got a new waifu cup. Look, she's Look very cute. Look at them cute. titties. She's very cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, like they're, oh, well, okay, they're only an hour and a half, but they are, they're all an hour and a half. Okay. Oh, episode five was only 52 minutes. Hmm. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I love that episodes one through three, 45 minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> episode seven, an hour and 28 minutes. Oopsie. But also the first episode of Book Club was only an hour and 43 minutes. Should we try and get back down to that length? Yeah. Do you think the audience wants us to go shorter? Blue, I had the cat girl one and it cracked. It like got fucked up in shipping and it, and it cracked. But um, in case you didn't remember, we're partnered with Gamersups and it's really fucking tasty. <laughs> yeah. That's just a plug. Don't worry about it. Don't, but not paid for. Not a paid for plug. Uh, no. Why are people saying no? No. Oh, about longer, not shorter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, we can't go much longer than three hours. I feel like we've kind of hit the limit on what we can handle. Without, like, breaks, like, proper breaks and yeah. stuff. It's, we would have it's to take tough. a break in the middle. Like, even my Twitch streams, which are, like, less intense than book club, um, are not much longer. But you take break. You take long breaks in those. Sometimes, You're also by yeah. yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a little different. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Five hour book clubs. I, I don't know if we could. Uh, we could with a break. If we what had a guest. I, I think that if we had like guests and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like we're planning some D&D stuff that'll probably be five, six hours long. And yeah. that with like breaks and with other people to help carry the load of the like show of it. I think we could do it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we talk about New Spring? Let's do it. Is that all the, is there any housekeeping? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we missed last week because we were at KatsuCon. It was very fun. Check her Instagram for some very cool photos coming up soon. Hell yeah. Uh, you looked great. Thank you. Yeah. I don't look so great right now. My face is peeling off. Yeah. I'm trying to hide it with makeup, but... Um, Do you want to tell that story quickly before we get into New Spring? Oh my God. So, Clarice had a, a rather big audition two days ago, and um, she was like, you know what? I want to look really good for this audition, because it's a project she was excited for. Yeah. And so she booked a facial that morning so that she would look like fresh and dewy. So that we should, she would glow like the photo. We still haven't talked about the. Okay, we'll talk about the photo in the thumbnail afterwards. But glow like oh. she did in those thumbnail photos for the for this last two weeks. And oh. then what happened, Clarus? Well, I, I I didn't know what I was walking into, and they did not let me know what I was walking into. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, this this is this is on sale, um, and it helps with like uh, acne and and scarring." And I was like, "Great, that's that's perfect. I love it. Love to see it." And so they started wiping this stuff on my face that stunk like nail polish remover. She was like, yeah, it's just acetone. We're just like, you know, making sure there's nothing on your face. And then they put this other thing on my face that also smelled terrible. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then after, you know, it was only like 10, 15 minutes, I think, to do the three layers or whatever it is. She was like, okay, so here's the box that you need to follow all the instructions. Uh, your face is going to look like this. Don't touch it with water for 24 hours. Uh, you're going to put this on it and do this with it. And in three days, your face is going to peel off like a snake. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked in the mirror and my face was like bright orange. And I was like, oh my God. It's like, I'm supposed to film things today. I was supposed to make the self-tape. And so I texted my agent and I was like, so here's what happened. This is what I look like. 
I'm still gonna make this self tape mm-hmm. because I think I'm did. good for the role, and I and I did, and I did. But the self tape started with, "Hi, I'm Marielle Edwards. I'm five foot four, and um, I look ridiculous mm-hmm. because I fucked up." Well, I didn't. I didn't say it quite like that, but uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I no, went, you no, you literally did. Because I fucked up. Oh, no, 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 you did say that you look ridiculous. You did say that you look ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was like, I look ridiculous because I went and got the wrong facial because I got excited for this audition. So here's what I normally look like. And I did the whole audition with, like, Trump orange face. It was beautiful. Um, (laughs) It was. It was so funny. (laughs) It was very unfortunate. Uh, You killed it, though. It was a good audition. If they don't book you, that's that. they're just insecure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sure, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, um, was, it was unfortunate. Yeah, we never talked about the, the photos that we used for this. Uh, those are the only photos of us from our youth together. Um, the photos for the thumbnails. There's probably a few more somewhere lost to the void. I like don't think of photos. just the two of us, though. Just the two of us? Probably not, no, because we didn't have, like, good camera phones. Like, people had to no, bring that was, actual cameras. No, that was cameras. on my, that, those photos are from my Razor flip phone. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so the, the, the story behind the thumbnail photos is um, I'm 18 in those photos, and you're 15. Yeah. Uh, were you 18 yet? Yeah, I just turned yeah, 18 in April. in April, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we were both members of the Young Canadians of the Calgary Stampede, and we um, we do this show every at the end of every year with the, the company called the Calgary Stampede Grandstand Show. It's this massive show, 25,000 people in the audience every night. It's, it's really nuts. It has it's like a wild. $45 million budget. It is this crazy show. They put off a million dollars of fireworks every evening. Yeah. It's it's like, truly, it, it's unlike anything you've ever experienced. Yeah. Um, it is like Cirque du Soleil with motorcycles and uh, like a hundred children from Calgary that are trained all year to perform in the show yeah. um, for no money. Uh, I think we make $15 a show. No, yeah. So at the, the seniors end, do, but the, 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 the apprentices seniors, and juniors make nothing. You get a check for one hundred and fifty dollars yeah, yeah. for ten shows. Um, there are videos online that you can like watch the grandstand show. It's it's nuts. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but we were both in the company for years, mm-hmm. and that the photos from the thumbnail are from my final grandstand show ever. And my first senior grandstand show. Yeah, and so I I took photos that night with everybody because I was moving to New York like. A month and a half later. Yeah. And I was saying goodbye to this company that I'd been a part of for four years. And so that's why Clarice is crying. It's not that, like, someone was bullying her. It's, it was, <laughs> it's a very sad night. I had been crying earlier in the night. Everybody cries at the final show. Even if you're coming back next yeah. year, it's just, like, very emotional. <laughs> but we did not see each other. That was the last night that we saw each other for ten years. And then we started dating ten years later. Um, yeah. Before anyone's like, you were 18 and she was 15, that's a little bit weird, dude. We, we weren't dating. We were not dating. We were just in, dancing in the same company. There was absolutely, no, there yeah, was yeah. nothing there. Because <laughs> th- at the point, you were a child to me. Yes. You were like a freshman. Look like, at the picture. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. a child. But yeah, so that, that was the last night we saw each other. We didn't see each other for 10 years. And then we yeah. re-met in Tampa to do Jersey Boys. Hell yeah. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Okay. We went for two very different things. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just if for, for people wanting to know about the thumbnails, we've been getting a lot of questions about them. Uh, yeah. Those are the two photos of us from that night. And, um, yeah, I was crying, and David was like, picture. I was like, oh, God. New Anyways, Spring. New, yes. Chapter new, 15. New Into Canloom. Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is where the, the, the story really begins. Like, the actual story of this book. 
Yeah. The, so, the first half of this book is like a prologue to the book. And I didn't realize that they were written in two separate parts. Yes. But yeah. it makes total sense to me now because they felt like two separate parts. Yes, but I was I like, agree. why? Why does it like, it's an interesting choice, but it's like, I don't really like get it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. But the, the weird thing is that he wrote the first part second, right? Yeah. And I kind of wish that the second half of the book was foreshadowed a little bit better by the first part so that the, so that the like, what the what the story this book is telling didn't feel like it was like, and now we're off on a completely different adventure. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I actually think the second part of the book is really really strong, and it starts with this first, um, with this first section where Lan's story goes from Lan is walking around, <laughs> to Lan is immediately interesting. Like he gets on this bridge, and this boy is like, I I'm I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do this. And Lan yeah. is like. First of all, what the fuck are you talking about? And second of all, you cut your hair? <laughs> I'm sorry, you got a haircut? And I'm sitting here like, yeah, I did, okay? I was looking a little scruffy on the book club. <laughs> and so I went to a barber and I was like, hey, make me look good. We were going to a fancy party on uh, Saturday, Friday night. And you look great. And I was like, look, I want, I'm dressing up. I'm putting on a nice suit. Mm -hmm. I have like this bright red dinner jacket. Go check the photos. I look hot. Guys, we look cute. I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, I was getting my flirt on a little bit. I wanted a haircut. And suddenly... <laughs> I'm reading New Spring on the flight, on the drive. We didn't fly. And Lan's sitting there judging me for cutting my hair. And I'm like, what the fuck? Does, what the <laughs> fuck, Lan? My guy, why you gotta do this to me? My guy. <laughs> it was like 9 a.m. on a Thursday. Lan's fucking coming for me. Rude. He's not coming on me from behind like I want. Um, if I had a choice. I wouldn't spin around. Uh, <laughs> you'd take it right to the face. No, I'd let him come on me from behind. Oh, okay. She spins around before he can come on her from behind. It's it's like it's so rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so rude. So rude. Oh my god. Um, but this is uh this is where Lan is like, look, I'm not a king. And Bukama's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Murder. Murder in the streets. Yeah. It's a little aggressive. Yeah, Bukama is Bukama it's interesting because Bukama's like, the kingdom is gone, and Bukama's like, you cut your hair. How dare you pretend that you're still from Malkiri? Yeah, Malkiri has some, like, weird fucking customs. They have some weird kinks around hair. Yeah, yeah, hair is, like, very kinky. Yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, I don't really understand it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we, we're not, like, explicitly told... Like, these are the customs. We learn the customs through people either, like, fucking up or, like, causing offense or whatever. And I'm like, the, the, this is one of those things where it's, like, when people don't know your weird lost customs, yeah. it's a little bit unreasonable to be offended. Well, no, the kid knows. No, I mean, like, when Moraine offers money and Lan is like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You 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 offer up offense. It's like okay, well, how the fuck is she supposed to know that? Yeah. Nobody knows anything about Malkiri. Like it, yeah, the, the the whole fucking kingdom is is dead. <laughs> well, and if if Lan never grew up in Malkiri, right? Uh -huh. Then that kid on the bridge definitely never grew up in Malkiri. And so I I think that like I I understand where Bukama is coming from because he is like projecting his anger about his, like, world being torn away from him yeah. in his lifetime onto that kid. At the same time, I also think it is unreasonable of him to expect 
a child who was not truly raised in that culture, yeah. but had some people from that culture probably raising him, telling him, like, this is how we did it in the old country. Yeah. But that old country literally doesn't exist, yeah. right? Like, I don't think that that kid, because I'm, I'm, he's younger than Lan, right? Yeah. So that, that guy never knew that country. And so, yeah. it, it, so in order to, like, to have that expectation of someone who was raised away from it uh-huh. is, is, is harsh. And... and it's interesting because I think that Bukama is so harsh and he's written so harsh, mm-hmm. but so honorable. He's a great character. I, I, I'm i not like complaining about how he's written. I'm just great character. being honest about how my, my feelings about the two sides of him of like, he is being unreasonable, but I, I don't really think it's the kid. I think that this is just the the anger at Makiri being gone. Yeah. Right? The one thing that I did not understand is that there are so few Makiri left, right? Mm-hmm. And... For some reason, they have a really bad reputation. Um, like they're 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 going through like villages or or towns or cities or whatever it is, and everyone kind of like gets their back up, right? Because I don't think they have a bad reputation. It seems like they do. I think that everyone is uncomfortable around them. Really? Because it's like you know, like don't go starting fights and stuff. Like, yeah, because they because they're renowned warriors. Like I think that people are uncomfortable. I think that I, I think that what it is is that Malkiri is gone, right? And uh, it, 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 down it's, south, Mal- Malkiri is the like, the. I, I'm not sure exactly how you say it, but Malkiri whatever. The, the, the country is gone. Yeah, we're not going to pronounce it right, guys. We 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 have not pronounced things right since book one. If you came in <laughs> to the hundredth episode of book club. <laughs> Expecting per- perfect pronunciation. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I don't know. There are other, there are other shows. The Dusty Wheel is a great person <laughs> who probably has better pronunciation than I do. Probably. Um, Malkir is gone. Yeah. The reputation of Malkir warriors is that they're fucking like the 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 great samurai warriors of the land who will yes. fuck everybody up. Mm-hmm. So, but there's also an acknowledgement, I think, across the borderlands Mm -hmm. that you don't find in the South because they don't know, but this the whole second half takes place in the borderlands, that their nation is gone and they're angry people because of it. Right? And I think that, I I think that people are walking on eggshells around them because what do you say to a person whose country has been ripped away from them? Yeah. Who has a sword who you know is the most dangerous person and has this like they probably people around the borderlands probably know that there's a level of honor in Malkir that doesn't make it everywhere else. And they're like, I don't I just don't want to deal with you. I don't want to fuck up <laughs> because I'm going to I'm not I'm it's walking on eggshells with someone who can kill you with a look. Right. Right. And also who you f- pity. And I think that there's a lot of pity in the way that people look at Lan throughout the second half of the book. Mm. And people are worried that he knows that it's pity because that he might kill them for it. Yeah. it's. I guess it's also a thing where, you know, like, the 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 survivors, the Malkiri survivors who were, who were just, like, like, common folk or whatever, mm-hmm. when you move somewhere new... To try and belong, you you sometimes lose a bit of like your history and your own culture to try and assimilate. Well, that's so, so much about what like Lan is weird. talking about, right? Yeah, like yeah, throughout yeah. this whole second half of the book, Lan is like, when I'm gone, is Malkir gone? Because no one will remember it. Yeah. And, and so I think that like Bukama, you know, as much as I think that Bukama's being harsh with this kid, who I I just think like he he was born after the the country was gone. Like you don't even know who raised him, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think he's being a little bit unreasonable, but he's being unreasonable in a way that 
totally works for me in terms of developing Why, yeah. the pain of Malkir for the audience. Yeah. I think that it's a really smart like writing tool to allow us to understand just how um just how awful this is for Bukaman Lan by being like, look, like sometimes they act a little bit unreasonably because of it. And I totally sympathize with that. When it sets up the like just position <clears> of what <throat> the characters of what our characters know and what this like woman eh, 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 whatever her name is. What's her face? Who's been like riding around? A Dane or all? A Dane? Eden? I don't know. E D E Y. Eden. I think it's like I think it's Eden. I I I don't fucking know. I was like um, a Dane or all. Like Adderall, but it's a Daneral. I was like, it's Eden. Uh, she's like riding around trying to like resurrect this dead kingdom, uh, which they're not even really like aware of yet. And so I think that like really takes them by surprise because they're probably more used to people kind of giving them like not not the cold shoulder, but like uh, uh, like a little bit of indifference, right? Um, Berserker says also people forced into exile are likely to hold even stronger to old customs. I, I don't actually agree with that. I don't know. I, I don't think that, like, the children... I, I think that Bukama... Oh, I think you maybe are talking about Lan and Bukama, which I think is true. I think that the, this young boy... Because he's a couple years younger than Lan, right? I think so, yeah. He I, he doesn't know... Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. I think that the people who remember growing up in Malkir will cling to their customs more, Berserker. I, I, I agree with that. But I don't think that the people who are their children will. I think they will pick it's up the tough. customs of the the kid, the other kids that they grew up with. And, they don't have that emotional yeah. connection to it in the same way. And that, yeah, it's like Len says, like, will anyone even remember after I'm gone? Which is, like, so fucking sad. It, it, it is. It's, um, it, you see that a lot in, uh, like, immigrant cult culture. Yeah. Where you'll have, like, a second generation that goes through a phase all teenagers go through a phase of rebellion, but there will be a rebellion away from the culture of their parents. Right. And then typically the, the experience is that they will find their way back to that culture in adulthood. Or like whatever the like mid ground is for that. Right. They'll find yeah. how, how it works for them. It's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of teenagers who are like, I don't want to be my parents, but like the, it, that influence is still there. And so they find their own way in it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. I, I really like the scene on the bridge. It, it set up um, emotional stakes for Lan that the first half of the book didn't for me. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly, like, all of Lan's scenes have so much impact because of what is set up on this bridge. Mm-hmm. Which is included in, uh, we should probably move on to the other part of this conversation, which is a Daneral has been riding around the borderlands trying to whip a up... A Daneral? What? Why? Her name is E-D-E-Y-N. Yeah. A-R-R-A-L. Oh, you're d- talking about her last name as well. I was like, it, what? Like, <laughs> it's fine. Adderall. We'll go with Adderall. Okay, so Adderall is riding around the Blight. Yeah. Whipping all the ADHD Malkiri people, readying them to retake Malkir. Uh-huh. Which I don't really know what that means. Like, is she going to carve it out of the Blight? Because that seems impossible. It does seem impossible. I don't... I don't know what her plan is. Well, I mean, I know what we know what her plan is. She her wants to be queen. To, well, she wants to be queen, queen mother, queen mother, yeah. queen whatever it is in this world. But uh, yeah, yeah, we we know what that plan is. But like, I'm like, why are people gonna follow her into what seems to be a suicide mission? Like, are you just gonna keep chopping down tree like the like the angry claw trees? 
forever. Like I, I don't <laughs> Greek lotteries. I don't know. Like there's like worms and like cursed like lakes in the blight. Like I. <laughs> She's clearly very charismatic. Like she rolls yeah, nat twenties yeah, yeah. on charisma. Yeah. But then um, I, I think that uh, the the book never gets into what her plan is because I don't think she has one. No, I think the plan is to just like whip up a support yeah, yeah. for a nonsense campaign yeah. so that Lan is forced to do whatever the hell she wants because she's kind of a dick. And I, I think that Lan, I think Lan acknowledges that. Like, I, th I think it's easy to see in Lan that he's like, we, we can't, like, fuck, we can't do this, woman. Yeah. He's like, no, we're not going to carve Malkir out of the blight. You arrogant fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you fucked me like, when I was 15, so I've got to deal with you. Yeah, that whole custom is super fucking weird, but we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I got it. I, I, It's definitely weird in a way that, like, I obviously wouldn't exist in our contemporary times. But this was the kind of thing where I was like, yeah, in, in medieval times, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they got weird fucking ideas about... I don't know. Well, when you became a man is just different now, right? Like the I like you know there 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 is a reason why the the bar mitzvah is at thirteen, right? Like like throughout history, as we've lived longer, thirteen is like the brattiest age. Oh, like, at least wait yeah, until yeah. they deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, what? Those parties are expensive. Would never spend that much sure. on a child who's barely gonna remember it. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, it's not for the kids. It's about the parents. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways. Anyway, uh, they, uh, they, Lan talks down an officer by being like, I'm fucking Landman Dragoran. And he's like, all right, come in, but like, don't fight anyone. And Bukama's like, I will not fight anyone in your city. By my mother's name. That won't have any negative consequences. Um, Lan and Bukama, uh, they, they go to bed. No, they, oh, no, they, they don't go to bed. They, they go to bed, um, I couldn't read my own notes for a second. They, they go to a small inn instead of going to the palace because Lan doesn't want to go to a ball. He's like, yeah. I, I, if, if the king knows I'm here, I have to do a bunch of shit that I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go sleep on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Do I have amnesia from 13 or something? I don't have many childhood memories at all. I don't have many memories. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's fair. That's there fair. are people that I see who are like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, fuck, I have to pretend to know this person again. And I, we've hung out like five or six times. And like, I, I, I don't like, remember I'm pretty anything sure about them. Yeah. Someone told me we've met before. If you aren't interesting, I probably won't remember you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to, whoever you can't remember, I'm going to tell them it's because you don't think that they're interesting. <laughs> it's probably true. We meet a wow. lot of people. Like, I know, I know. Because <clears throat> There's you, like thousands of people at cons. Here's the thing. We never meet people like two on one or like in a group of five. We meet people in Gross. a sea of a thousand people at a convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like I will meet 1,500 people in four days. And then on Tuesday the next week, I like, will remember six of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'll remember the six most, the most, like, the standout experiences. And the other 1,493 people, I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I What I feel cosplay that. were you wearing when we ran into each other? It also doesn't help that all the people that we meet have, like... Wigs, contact lenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makeup, like, <clears throat> I know. They're, like, painted blue. And I'm like, 
there, there was someone I won't I won't say who, but there was someone at Con this past weekend who we met them in a cosplay, yeah, and yeah. then the next night they came to dinner, and they were like, "Oh, we met yesterday and we talked," and I was we like, were "Like what? Oh, I don't think we did." And they're like, "Yeah, this is the cosplay I was wearing," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> did not." You look like a. A human, human now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different human. Different and you human. didn't yesterday. I'm sorry I did not recognize you without all of the shit you had on your face. Yup. Anyway, that's my rant for today. It There'll happens. Be more. It happens. <clears throat> um, um, so they go to an inn. Uh, the, but it's not the inn they want to go to because the innkeeper is like, Bukama. It was, it reminded me. It reminded me of um, the scene in The Force Awakens where they walk into Maz Kanata's tavern, and she's like, where's Chewbacca? I like that Wookiee. And I was like, oh my God, this is giving me like Maz Kanata energy. Yeah, literally. Because she she just, she goes over and like, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, she basically like claims him. I don't know how, it was, it was an interesting scene. She's like, Kisses him, is upset with him, and is like, yeah, you're sharing my bed tonight. <clears throat> and then yeah. Lan gets like, this serving woman to be like, let's fuck. And Lyra. he's like, I I can't say no, that would be rude, but like I don't actually want to. This <laughs> is very unfortunate. She wants to. I don't know. The, the lady like, doth protest it too much. He's like, I'm I'm uncomfortable with this. I, I don't think that's it. Like, I think I he's like, I can't sleep. make a move. Oh yeah, I think he's he wants like, a good idea. I'm so tired. He's like, I can't make a move, but if she's gonna make a move, I'm gonna fuck the shit out of her. Well, and that's the thing, he's like, she'll find out how meek I am. Wink wink. I'm like, wow, all right, Lan, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I was I was reading this and I was like Lan is Lan is like I'm going to de- demolish the bed. I'm going to break this woman. I'm going to blow her back out. Like oh Lan is Lan is Then he can get a good night's the sleep. Pr- most prude fucking pervert I've ever seen in my life. He's a prude pervert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like I I oh no no no, I can't flirt. Oh, we're going to have sex. I'm going to fucking ruin your holes. <laughs> like he, it's it's so aggressively sexual. It is very aggressive. Because he does the like, same thing with um, with uh, a Dane later. Where at Adderall. At Adderall, where they're going to bed and he's like, <laughs> she may be a tigress, but she won't be once I get my hand. And I'm like, oh my like, God, oh, Lan. Oh God, okay. like God, no wonder Nynaeve doesn't get out of bed till 1230. She's getting fucking rocked ruined. every night. Absolutely ruined. I'm amazed that woman can walk the way Lan talks about having sex. Yeah. He better actually be that good, though. Here's the problem with it. We <laughs> never see the woman the next day being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, wow, that was awesome. Lan might think that he's fucking incredible at sex, and he isn't. And that would be <laughs> Could the you imagine? funniest. Like, because we only ever see Lan talk about sex abstractly uh, before it's happening yeah. and he's always like talking this giant game yeah, he's always like oh my dick's so big I'm gonna stretch her out she's gonna be gaping you know what I mean he's like we're going 15 rounds tonight and I just want it to cut to like 12 minutes later Lan is like asleep and <laughs> the like girl's like rubbing like come off of her thigh like she's like well I guess I'll go take she care grabs of the like strap on Grial gets yeah, it vibrating yeah. you know it's exactly. like exactly She's like, someone's got to do it if it's not going to be fucking this guy, <laughs> yeah, this fucking yeah. mess of a human. I just, I have, I have some male friends who I will not name, who, when we're <laughs> just having guy time, uh-huh. they talk a big game. Um, but because I'm me, and because um, I'm, I have, I'm, I'm very good at being friends with women. I feel like, 
Um, that's a weird thing to say, but I feel yeah. like it's true because a lot of my friends' girlfriends have told me exactly how good or bad their sex life is, and there are there are a significant number of guys who talk a huge game, and mm. I know are not that good in bed because their girlfriends have told me. Mm, that's so upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> those poor girls. Because they come to the friend to be like, I don't know what to, like, I love him so much, but, like, he's not great in bed. You have to tell him. He's never going to get better if he mm-hmm. thinks he's the best. Guys, communication. It's not in these fucking books, but it's very, very, very important. See, people in, people in chat are saying that Nynaeve is pretty happy with it, but Nynaeve is a thousand percent a virgin when they have sex for the first time. She, yeah, she might not know, like... Uh, it I'm might just, saying. just be good because it's new, but you never know. It, I'm just—he could be great. He—he he could be great. Or he that's gets also good. twenty years from now. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say no. he gets good. You know, like the, he's at this point of his life where he's like, yeah, I'm the fucking, I'm the man. And you're like, oh, honey. This conversation is so <laughs> fucking weird. Are you surprised? No, I just realized like we're like really, we are we are speculating on the sex life. Of an imaginary this character. This book is horny. I know, but the book says that he's great at it. We're just like, I'm adding this on to be it funny. It just would be funny if, it would be. If, it, if that were not the case. That would make for a good, like, sitcom, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, well, uh, interestingly, I feel like this is the first chapter where I had heard of the Golden Crane. It pops up. In the main series. Does it? I don't remember them talking about Malkir being the Golden Crane. I always remember the towers of Malkir. I, I'm not saying that it doesn't pop up. I'm just saying this was the first time uh, the Golden Crane of Malkir, like, stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't remember that from any previous conversation about it. To be fair, Lan doesn't like talking about Malkir, so it's not super surprising. Yeah. Um, but I just took a note of it. I was like, oh, like, the Golden Crane, uh, it, it, it doesn't stand out to me from the main series. I feel like it was mentioned, like, once, but I don't know if it was in the book or the show. Interesting. Like, I'm, I actually, like, I'm not sure when it was, but, yeah, I do remember being said. Don't you worry, though, because it will be mentioned every three pages for the rest of this novel. Yes, yes. Don't it comes worry. up again. Don't, don't you worry. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, Adane is trying to, uh, while he's talking with, uh, the woman he's maybe gonna have sex with that night, <laughs> um, it comes up that Adane Aral is flying the Golden Crane, uh-huh. and Lan is like, fuck, I have to go deal with this. And so he goes out into uh, the stable, and he assumes Cody, uh, which I think is the first time the Flame in the Void has been given a name. I don't think it's called Cody in the main series at all. I, no, no, but, like, um, I know that when Rand explains it to Lan, he is, like, familiar with it. I don't think I don't he know calls he it na- Cody then, though. No, I'm not sure I'm not sure that he does, because that, did, that, that was new to me, unless we missed that one. Because I chuckled every time. It's like... <laughs> Cody. Lan, because I I was like, I wish that he had written like Lan gets inside Cody or (laughs) Lan thrusts his mental energy into Cody just because it would have been funny. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. So uh, Bokama shows up and Bokama and Lan are like, what the fuck are we going to do? Bokama knows it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they get attacked. Yeah. I I really appreciated... um, Lan is like, oh, there's six of them. Bukama, Bukama is not going to raise a blade. Uh-huh. So he's like, Bukama, get in the fucking stable, lock the door. Yeah. And then even Lan, because I, I think that like main series Lan, 
Six people doesn't seem like it would be a big problem for him. <laughs> no, but in the book, he's like, ah, six on one is only in the stories. I'm going to make my peace with the world now. The, the stories that Robert Jordan writes about this world 20 years later where everybody can fight a million people and like they're like anime level powerful. It was actually really refreshing to read a fight sequence in The Wheel of Time that had like that didn't feel like our... a realistic fight happening. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. oh, I like this a lot. I mean, I think I think that when Rand um, when Rand has a couple of his sword fights in the earlier books, they actually I think have similar feels to them. But it's earlier not like, books, yes, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah yeah. But it's not like Rand feels like he's gonna lose. Lan is literally like, yeah, no, I'm fucked because Lan is not the Lan that we know in the main series. He's had like 20 more years of training. Oh, I'm saying um, he he's also a has the warder bonds. He's super right? powered. Yeah. Like he's like he's like. He's like a pretty great swordsman right now, but he—I don't—I don't know if he's like excellent. Like he's not like mm -hmm. a master, right? And so I, I, I agree. I think that um, having our characters in this book be way less powerful than they are in the main series was nice, and it makes a lot of sense. It's just—it was interesting because I felt like I feel like sometimes my eyes glaze over a little bit in the main series at this point in the fight sequences because our heroes are so good at fighting. And yeah. they always kick ass. That it, I I was so invested here in that Lan was struggling to win. Yeah. And I think that Robert Jordan wrote that struggle really well. Yeah. Um. And it, and it goes back to something I've been talking about in the main series books throughout this, you know, this read through of the books of like, I want the characters to lose a little bit more. I want them to learn from some failures. Yeah. In a way that I think that the, the main series books leans away from a, a little bit too often for my taste. Yeah. Um. I'm still I'm, I greatly enjoy the series, but but that's just I, I think that there's there there aren't a lot of like darkness of the soul moments. Yeah. Um, if you study like storytelling, there's not a lot of like the, the it's darkest before the dawn moments in Wheel of Time. And I feel like this book showed that Robert Jordan can write those moments really well. Not yeah. that this goes all the way there, but but Lan takes some nicks and Lan is significantly hurt in this fight. And it was written in a really like I was so engaged by the way he wrote this sword fight mm -hmm. that I was like oh. Fuck, this is good. Like, yeah, it's good. It's the good power stuff. creep of the main series has kind of taken us away from smaller fights like this. Yeah. But it was so engaging. And I just thought, like, I was legitimately like, I know Lan lives, but, like, is he going to survive this fight? Yeah. And he, he does. But, like, I I just, I, I was I was so in it. Like, this moment, I felt like I was in that courtyard. Uh, and I haven't felt that from a Wheel of Time book in a few books now. Mm -hmm. And so for this one to just draw me in again like that and remind me what I loved so much about Robert Jordan's writing in those earlier books mm -hmm. was really just a joy. Like, I really, I, th this was the moment where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm so excited to read the rest of New Spring. Yeah, it's also because it's less complicated and magical, it's, like, much easier to relate to. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's a, it's a sword fight, you know? Uh, obviously, I can't relate to, like, sword fighting, but it's, 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 it's not, like, ten different pieces in a huge scale battle, yeah. and where is everybody and what are they doing all at the same time? It's one person against six, right? Like, it's very... It's very simplistic, but I don't say that in a negative way, actually. I, I, I think it's very positive in this in this instance. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually feel like Robert Jordan because he's so flowery with his language, mm -hmm. when when the when the thing when the concept that he's writing is a little bit simpler. Yeah. I actually think that it suits his writing style more. Yeah. Whereas when he tries to get really complicated and big with things, he wants to describe every little bit of it. Yeah. And so it it become it slows everything down and the pacing of 
everything becomes. I, I go back to the the when they're fighting the Sanchin in the mountains, and between each fight, there's these long periods of describing who all is in which location and what yeah. they're wearing, and 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 then so the, the 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 rhythm of that fight, you keep getting taken out of it because he wants to like describe so many pieces yeah, with yeah. so many words and, and a lot of repeated phrases that he likes, right? Yeah. Whereas in these moments where it's really a, a simpler thing, his desire to explain every bit of it. Yeah. Because there's not so many different directions for the audience to get pulled, I feel like his his language and his use of that like flowery over descriptiveness in these smaller scenarios actually does what he wants it to do of really making you feel like you're there, yeah. Rather than in some of the other things, making me feel a little bit bored. Yeah, yeah. It it comes across as like I don't, I don't know if I would call it like um boring. It's not boring. I it's more like cold in a in a way that like I, I can't like I like that yeah that's a good way to describe it, it. yeah mm. I, I, yeah because it's not bad it's like it's it's specific and I can appreciate it mm-hmm. but I can't connect to it the same way that I can with this this whole second half of this book like it, it, there's so much good stuff yeah, we'll be talking like, about today guys really fantastic yeah really fun uh and so land does win even though the whole time he's like one guy can't beat six that's not realistic <laughs> Um, one guy can't beat six without taking wounds. That's not realistic. Even though Lan does that, will Lan will go on to be that guy. Like he's like, I'm not that guy, but Lan is that guy. Yeah. Eventually, once he gets superpowers. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, also, the way he describes, um, <laughs> there, there was one moment he describes cutting the guy's eye out. Yeah. And I yeah. was that was the one that I was like, Ugh! yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was a lot. That was very spicy. <laughs> uh, and so everyone runs out after Lan wins, uh-huh. uh, and they're yelling around. Ryan, the, the the innkeeper, turns to a Demani woman and is like, "Go get the guard!" And the Demani woman's like, "Yes, ma'am." And she like runs off. And I was, I I, I appreciated the. Uh, Robert describes this beat as like. Lan is like d- surprised that she does that, and then he realizes like, oh, everyone's in shock. Like yeah. people. Robert Jordan, and we talk about this a lot in our book club, because he was a veteran, mm-hmm. he has this really good handle on what people do with shock. And and in these moments after these yes. moments, because he probably experienced very, very bleak shit, right? And watched everyone else experience it in their own way. Like, he like he would be the, the what's the, not master, but like the... He's an expert on that. Expert, the, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. He, he would be an expert in, like, how... People react to horrible trauma, right? Yeah. And and the the because I don't I don't think I would ever have written a beat like this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought about it this way. But yeah. in reading him write it, I'm like, oh yeah, when you're in shock, you're not yourself. No, you go into like a like like childlike form of your. Everyone goes into like the the a childlike form of themselves, and whoever starts to make decisions the fastest generally gets listened to simply because. Everyone just wants someone else to deal with it. Yes. And I, I, I just this whole chapter was f- fucking rad. Yeah. The, 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 the land being fifteen thing was a little bit weird, but other than that, like this chapter fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they're like, all right, well, um, <laughs> that sucked. We need to leave now. And Rin goes with them. Bukama, uh, sorry, you can't get, you can't fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You, oh you, wait, no, get... Ryan is the guy. Ryan, yeah. I said Ryan was the 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 um the innkeeper, but no, the innkeeper is. Oh no, the innkeeper. What's her name? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I wrote Ryan twice, but it's not Ryan. 
Whatever, the innkeeper's the one who does that. Ryan is the one who's like, I'm gonna come with you. Oh, uh, 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 Arovni, Mistress Arovni. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Aravani. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no, I uh, know uh, Rin, Ryan. Um, Ryan just sounds like Rind to me, and I just, it's not very flattering. Rine. Sure. Hello, um, my name is Rine. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna come with you because I don't, I don't want to, 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 to be here. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really this random dude. Well, he's no, not random he, to them, but he's random to us. To I was us, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, like, yeah, you're on the, you're on the team. They know one another, yeah. but I was like, all right, we we picked up a stray. Let's go. Uh, and so we cut to chapter 17. Moraine! It's time to spend some time with the star of the book. The leader of the Blue Aja. But not really, but in my heart. The leader of the Blue Aja of my heart. Uh, Moraine yeah. Damadred, who, uh, guys, Moraine Damadred gets fucking spicy in this book. Yeah. She is a cool fucking character. <laughs> she is. She's a cold fucking character, too. Well, y- Yeah. <laughs> But it makes me actually <coughs> understand her a lot more yeah, yeah. in the eye of the world. Like, I, I think that this prequel, it's great. Like, actually, I think it's great. Oh, no, um, this is a top five book in the series for me. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah. joking. I think this book rocks. Yeah. Like, I, I think the only Wheel of Time books I put above this are Shadow Rising, Lord of Chaos, Dragon Reborn, and... I think that might be it. I think this might be four for me. Maybe four. I don't know. I, I, I really think it'll do... drop down. I think the, I think there'll be there's stuff coming up that'll probably beat it, right? Like I think Memory of Light probably ends up pretty high. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see where it ends end, up but, in the long run. Yeah, but... I think this is like the my, I think this is top four for me in terms of the series. It's That's fair. fucking like that. We'll, we'll get to the Marion and um, Moiraine fight. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Fires of Heaven, Yives. I love the Rand Perrin side of Fires of Heaven, and I don't like the Nynaeve Moiraine traveling with the circus side. And so Fires of Heaven just drops down a little bit because... Moiraine, no, Elaine. But yeah, Elaine, Nynaeve, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, half of that book is so good, and the other half of that book is not my favorite. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's totally fair. Um, Jylan Bennett says, I thought you would hate Moiraine in this book. She's a bit nasty. She is petty as fuck. But she's young. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the thing. She feels different from the Moraine that we know, which is what, like, I don't know if I would want to... No, I would want to be friends with Moraine. She seems good to, like, her friends. But yeah, she's petty. You are, you are petty as fuck. Yeah, no. You like Moraine in this book because she reminds you of you. No, I she's was pulling never... pranks. She's petty as fuck. Well, I wasn't she pulling pranks grudges. when I was 22. She thinks she's the main character. I kind of relate to her when I was, like, 15, you know? Sure. <laughs> Sure. Moraine, like, feels more like a child in this book, which, like, she kind of is. No, she feels early 20s. She feels like a, Mm. she feels like an enthusiastic college student who thinks she's going to change the world by herself. You know what I mean? Like, that girl that's in, like, women's lit and, like, like, the, like, her whole college curriculum is built around, like, the most (laughs) progressive classes her college offers. And she thinks that, like... She's going to single-handedly change the world. Yeah. She yeah. like Moraine feels like that. But the final beats of this book kick her in the stomach a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And point us in the direction of how we get to the Moraine that we meet in either world. What I love Absolutely. about Moraine is the thing that I was missing from the wheel of the, the White Tower in the first half of this book mm-hmm. was the White Tower already feels like the mess that it is in in Wheel of Time. Yeah. Moiraine doesn't just feel like Moiraine from the later books. Yeah. Moiraine feels like a fundamentally changed character from this book to Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like when prequels show you a character who is who has completely changed 
over the course of yeah, their life. Absolutely. And showing the moment at the end of this book that changes her forever. Yeah. Like the this the reason why I like writing this book is actually because she's so different from I of the World, but I totally see how she gets there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the I think it's I still think Maureen is one of the best characters Robert Jordan created. I agree. And I miss her desperately. I'm, yeah, I miss her a lot. I need her to come back. <laughs> I feel like we relate yeah. to Maureen because we are also petty. You know, petty relates oh, to I'm petty. Is, petty. Oh. I know. I was on Twitter the other day. That wasn't me being petty. <laughs> it was hilarious. We don't need to get into that debate. No, now. no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's just very funny. Um, but no, no, I, I just, I fucking love this book. I honestly, guys, I think, I think New Spring rocks. The second half of it. The first half of it's fine. The first half of it is like a prologue it's to an incredible story. Yeah. Yeah. The first bit is like interesting. Um, so, uh, oh God, you guys, chapter 17 and arrival, this fucking, this first beat of this chapter, I, I lost it because <laughs> I thought, I, so if you, if this is your first book club, I'm dyslexic, um, Oh, what did you think? I thought that she was at Jareen Narishma's house. You were like, Narishma! I was like, Narishma's mom? Like, I was, like, losing it. I was like, oh, this is a cool prequel moment. That's very funny. Uh, about the 15th time I read it, I was like, oh, Najima. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're so close. I was like, wait, what? Narishma shows up all of a sudden? Like, this is crazy. No. Uh, no, it's not Narishma. It's Najima. <laughs> I literally went on to the, like, Wheel of Time, like, companion what? app to go figure out what, li like, to, to, like, make sure character? that I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 No, that's, that's fair. I was having such a good time with it. It would have been kind of cool, but, uh, no, okay, yeah. Oh, my God, my face is literally peeling off. That's a cute look, y'all. Oh, it keeps, every time you move your mouth, it gets a little bit bigger. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but, like, yeah. I'm about to peel it off like a mask. Yeah, yeah. And then underneath... Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, no. And then you go jump up on the couch in the back of the set. I was going to say Jim Carrey, but that's fine. The mask. Come on. Mission Impossible. Never seen it. They have these masks where they, they can look at like other people. And so they, they peel off other people's faces and they're no, underneath. Arya Stark. That's sure. what it is. That's I'm about to kill Walder Frey. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is so bad. Guys. <laughs> we have to film an ad for Monday later. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> How have you never you've never seen any of the Mission Impossible? There's seven of no. them. I've never seen any of them. Wow. Don't watch the second one, but every other one is Chef's Kiss. Right. We'll watch the second one at some point, but Yeah. I I yeah, me, I haven't seen something. I know, it's crazy. <sighs> God. Tell them the North remembers. That's uh, it's an alert on my channel. It's there, great. there is there is a peeling off the mask moment. Reveal who's under the mask. That is in in uh, Mission Impossible Three. Yeah. That is one of the best mm, cinematic reveals of all time. All right. Like it is. There, there's so. there is a moment. It is, and it involves because of the way that they film it. It involves both of the actors like sharing this performance. So oh, on top cool, cool. of on top of it being the, the, reveal. the reveal being good, when you think about how much these two actors must have worked together to make it happen, it is like it is true. Mission Impossible Three. First of all, Philip Seymour Hoffman's the villain, like uh, one of the greatest actors of all time. Incredible. The, Mission Impossible Three is so fucking good. All right, and this, I guess I'll have to watch it. It has genuinely one of the best moments in film. 
like okay. one of my favorite all-time reveal good moments. To know. It's uh, so good. Izzy, Izzy, I'm sorry if I say that wrong. Welcome to the nerd table. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, truly rest in peace. I'm so glad I got to see him on stage oh, in God. Death of a Salesman on Broadway. Fair enough. Yeah, don't peel so, it on video. No, I'm, I'm, guys. The, 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 the esthetician literally was like, "Do not peel it. You cut it with scissors." <laughs> sure. I was like, "Great." So Moraine is at Najima's house trying to um find out if uh her son is uh the Dragon Reborn, but no, it's so much darker than that because. Uh, her son, all of her sons and her husband were burned alive in a barn nearby recently. Yeah, so question about that. Yeah, so answer about that. That is like s- some fucking crazy coincidence, right? Like no, that, the that's... Black Aja killed them. Okay, I was going to say, do you think that that <laughs> oh, was... I was like, no, it's... Well, I, when I first read it, I, I didn't, I was like, wow, that like sucks, you know, what bad luck. But no, then when was... we get to the end of the book, I was like, oh, like I, that's that's some Black Aja bullshit, right? Yeah. Because there are also Aes Sedai in the city, so. Yeah, no, this was definitely, this was definitely Marianne. Come Mar- on, Marianne! <laughs> yeah. Come on, Marianne! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you pronounce her name in your head when you were reading it? Marianne? I, uh, I, it took me a long time to settle on Marianne. Mar- yeah, Mar- Mar- Marianne? Mar- Marianne? Marianne? Yeah. I don't fucking know. But I called her Marianne because of that song. Yeah, 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 I think that that works. I think that, that works. <laughs> Whoa, oh, oh, here I am on my knees again. <laughs> we did the show. It's acceptable. Yeah, no, uh, it's never acceptable. <laughs> oh, please. Wheel of Time, thank you for the super chat. Have you seen the boat that rocked at Night, a.k.a. Pirate Radio in America? It was supposed to be around half an inch. Is super feel good? Yes, I have seen it. Oh, I have not. Pirate Radio. It is very good. Okay. I, I don't know that there's a Philip Seymour Hoffman performance I haven't seen. Um, it's fair. I literally sat on the ground overnight outside of a Broadway theater. Literally, I was, I was, I sat down at 6.30, the 8 p.m. show the night before went in, watched the show, came out, the, there were like six of us still in line, we sat there through the night, at 10 a.m., the box office opened, we were the first people in line to get standing room tickets, because it was the, la- or uh, student rush tickets, because it was the last day uh, they were closing on Sunday, so it was the last show they were doing Student Rush for because they weren't doing it for closing. Right. Um, and so I literally spent all night on the concrete outside of a Broadway theater to see Philip Seymour Hoffman do Death of a Salesman with Andrew Garfield. And it was the, the greatest performance I've ever seen in my life. Like, That's fair. It was unreal. Um, yeah. It was yeah. worth it. I was in pain, um, but uh, it was worth it. Yeah. I would do anything to watch Philip <laughs> Seymour Hoffman again. He uh, is my hero. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so she uh, she heads into town. Uh, in Canloom. Hey, where's Lan? Canloom. What? I think this is where they're going to meet. What? It's not. It's not. It's no, close. instead she stalks <laughs> him on the road. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to follow these three men. Oh my God. Do we have an hour to talk about Cat Swain? We do. Okay. Um, So she goes to the Gates of Heaven, which is... um A reference to uh, the Fires of Heaven, I'm sure. Yeah, it's what you call the that... Uh, that... It's what you call the thighs. Well, and there's only women in there... No, it's not, it's what's between the thighs. The gates? No, the, the gates got to open before you can get to the fires. I know, but it was just funny that the inn called the gates of heaven. Is the all women? Is, I know. There's only women inside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and warders, but they don't count. Um, uh, yeah. And so she is um, hiding from uh, the five of them in the gates of heaven, but in walk Laurel Tarsi and Marianne Marianne Redhill, 
And uh, then Kent Swain comes in, and I was like, oh, fuck. Does Kent Swain take over the rest of this book? Because I really didn't want that. I didn't yeah. want Kent Swain to, like, steamroll the plot. No, no, I think that that's fair. And instead, Kat Swain functionally does nothing except be a bully and threaten Moraine with violence. Yeah. But As Kat Swain does. I, I didn't feel... Th- this felt too coincidental for me, and I didn't really like it. Really? By the end of the book, because it doesn't come back in any way. But this is comes, just a, like, random aside. But she comes back in the main series, so I actually thought it tied in, like, really nicely, because Kat Swain is there for a reason, right? She's good at sussing out people and motives, right? And so I'm sure she's, like, in her retirement and there's some buzz going around. She hears that Ice and I are moving around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, something is amiss. And she inserts herself right into the middle to figure out what the fuck is going on. Here's the thing. I didn't want her... When she showed up, I didn't want her to take over the rest of the book. And she doesn't, which is good. But I also wanted her... I also wanted what she did to... Because we are spent a whole chapter with her just talking about what she whatever mm-hmm. I wanted it to matter to the book mm. because Moraine and Kat Swain never meet each other in the main series as far as we know I here's the thing unless Moraine obviously Moraine's gonna come back because Lanfear came back so like I, I think Moraine comes back and maybe this is relevant to like I think Moraine comes back and what and Kat Moraine, Swain spanks her 30 years later no no Moraine believes that Kat Swain is Black Aja Moraine comes back and Rand is using Cad Swain as an advisor. She's gonna lose it. There's gonna be some problems. But but the, but then that implies that Moraine and Cad Swain never ran into each other for twenty yeah. some years. Moraine never ran into like any Aes Sedai because she was doing her own thing and trying to avoid them at all costs. She had no idea who was gonna like capture her and drag her back to the tower. Right? She avoid she avoids yeah. Aes Sedai. If 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 Moraine. If, Ket, if Moraine and Ket Swain, if Moraine comes back in Knife of Dreams and they have an interaction that ties into this, I, I think it will be more interesting. Sure. Yes, but, I agree. I think it is foreshadowing, which is weird because it's a prequel for 20 years ago. But, but if this I, yeah. foreshadows nothing, yeah. I, 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 I think I will just feel weird about the fact that there is a chapter where Moraine essentially gets berated by Ket Swain mm-hmm. without much value, to, in my opinion. I, I don't think there's a lot of value in, within this book of this scene. Because she's like, Ket Swain essentially forces Moraine to flee Kenloom, but she was already leaving. She was already like, it wasn't. Leave, yeah. She doesn't change her plans because of this scene. I, I don't feel, I, I, I think I would have liked it a little bit more if this scene had convinced Moraine that she needs a warder, but she already wanted a warder. Like, there wasn't, I didn't feel like Ket Swain, like, imprinted anything on Moraine other than Moraine thinking that Kat Swain is Black Aja. Well, I think that she thinks that she's Black Aja, right? But I think she also completely, like, pisses all over Tower Custom and brings up that the tower is failing and kind of reaffirms Moraine in specific ways that are small and I I don't think have, like, a Mm -hmm. huge long-term impact. But I I do think that there is... It's not nothing, basically. Oh, it's it's not nothing. It just... it felt like a weird, like, detour into, remember this book character from the main series books? Yeah. And now back to the story. Right? It yeah. just kind of felt like, it, it just felt like we kind of, like, we're just, like, in the middle of a prequel going down a road where Moraine is trying to do this thing. And then, oh, Kat Swain's going to show up and be a bully for a chapter. She also tells her to find a warder. Yeah, but Moraine but was like, already saying she wanted one. She, yeah. It would have been more, see, but, but that's what I mean. Like, if Moraine had come into this interaction being like, I don't I want don't a warder. Want a warder 
And then because Kat Swain is able to kind of like leave over on her and she can't see it coming, mm -hmm. then Moraine walks away from this interaction realizing, hey, I actually do need a warder. I can't do everything by myself. Mm -hmm. That woman is Black Aja, but she's also right. I do need a warder. I think then this scene would have been, this scene would have had more value, mm -hmm. right? But but I, I, I just feel like Kat Swain kind of disagrees with Moraine on a bunch of stuff, but aggressively. It's, it's one of those moments where it's like, we know that Moraine was not going to stay in this city, right? We, we know that. Mm -hmm. But maybe her, like, leaving extra, extra early and being the first one out of the gates wouldn't have happened without Kat Swain to, like, sneak out. And she might have, like, missed Lan. We don't know what her original plan was, whether it was to, like, leave at dawn, but it does kind of feel like she leaves at the earliest possible moment so that she can sneak out, as opposed okay, to yeah. leisurely going to the next place. So I think you could, like, reasonably argue that she might not have met Lan without it, potentially. But we don't know. I don't know, because I think that she still would have seen that guy talk to the Aes Sedai and still been, like, stalking him, right, Ryan? The guy talked to the Aes Sedai? Yeah, um, Ryan talks to Marian, and that's why she's chasing them, right? No, no, she just, she recognizes him because she, she Yeah, but she chases him. him down because of that, right? I think that she still would have been interested in him. I just don't think that I, they I, would have seen, that she would have seen them if she had not left at that exact moment. Ryan could, would have but, just disappeared. They, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. They might have run into each other a different way. I, I'm not saying, like... We, we'll never know for sure, right? Um, yeah, I someone, uh, <laughs> Colonel Sanders says, also, if you read the prequel first, it is nice intro to Cad Swain before meeting her prior to book seven. I kind of disagree with that. I think okay. if I read this book first and then I read The Wheel of Time and I would get through book six just being like, I guess Cad Swain died in those 20 years because she's never mentioned by anybody. Well, people think she's dead. Yeah. And then, but, but, <laughs> but, because she, in this book, she's like, I might die in three years or like 30. And I think it would be actually weirder to read this book first and then be like, Whatever happened to Cat Sway? Like, this character seemed very, the most powerful I said I, seemed very important in that prequel book, but then never shows up. And Don't then in book seven, you're like, seven. oh, she's here. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I found, uh, it's, Cat Swain hasn't changed, <laughs> which no. isn't surprising. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, yeah, it just wasn't my favorite use of the character. I, I wish that no. she had imprinted a, so I, I wish, I wanted Moraine to learn more lessons throughout the book, right? Um, right. And I kind of felt like the, this is like the the most I can say about this is you're right. It did force Moraine to leave a little bit earlier. Yeah. In the day. Is that worth spending a whole chapter watching Moraine get like truly like bullied? Yeah. And like not not like not with any purpose. Like Kat Swain is just bullying her to be a bully. There's no That's Kat what, yeah. Swain gets nothing out of this. And I don't know what she thinks Moraine gets out of it. She, she's just rude. And it's rudeness without any seeming purpose. Like, I... It is funny that she is rude to literally everybody and they just, like, put up with it because of this, like, stupidly weird age... Like, arbitrary, like, age and power means you can do whatever you want. Even though she breaks, like, every, like, custom. Not law, but, like, custom. <laughs> I just don't... <sighs> It makes her not realistic to me, honestly. Like, Kat Swain is written to be so domineering and rude that I don't really understand why anyone would listen to her. Like, I, I don't get it. Fucking weird. If, if, a, if, if a woman talked to me this way in a professional setting, I would laugh at her. I wonder if it's, like, a military thing. Robert Jordan's like, yeah, people talk to, like this to me in the military all the fucking time. But in the military, there is a reason for the structure, 
Whereas in the Aes Sedai, more I don't Moraine literally gets told about the power thing after and then, she becomes Aes Sedai and then leaves. I know, like she's not even in the tower long enough for that to get ingrained in her. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like a weird like more Cat uh, Swain. Cat Swain is the person I do not want by my side, no matter how good she is. I Cat Swain is bad for morale. Cat Swain is bad for for like. She's if I'm going into war, I want the people with me to feel like we are there for one another. I, and Kat Swain is only there for herself. I disagree. Kat Swain gets Rand out of the mist. She takes charge. She makes it fucking happen for them. They might have all died. Second of all, Kat Swain uh, basically saves Rand and Nynaeve on that hill because she takes charge and is like, this is exactly how we're going to do the thing and it works. So I don't know. I, I would be she, on Kat Swain's side. That's 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 light. That that what her, like her on the hill? Like yeah, she like kind of directs people what direction to go. But Kat Swain isn't fucking like. Rand and Nynaeve were gonna just sit there and hope for the best, and no, Kat is like no. Kat Swain's Kat Swain's ability in that is that she has a trinket that lets her point out where for uh, what's his face to fight. Like, sure, sure, but sure. I'm telling. I'm not saying you, she's useless. I'm saying that like yeah. personally, if I'm building a roster uh-huh. of like who I'm taking into battle with me, I'm not taking the person who is rude to everyone. She's top three because nobody wants to fucking work with her. <laughs> she's a pain in the ass. But There's like, a reason why I, I every time she shows up, the Ice and I are like, fuck, let's get out of town as fast as possible. But. You lose good people when you you no, lose good do, people when you have rudeness at your company. They do whatever she says, anyways. Yeah, but that's I don't think that that's I, I don't buy that in real life. I think that I, I think this I is a either, character but... who exists because the fiction of the narrative allows her to. But I think that I I personally think that if Ted Swain were as effective as the books say she were, mm-hmm. she would be more manipulative at getting people on her side and better at sussing out what strategy to use with different people. And I think Kat Swain would be more interesting as a character if we saw her use different tactics with different people I think instead of always acting like a fucking hammer. I think that the bullying is like a cover-up tactic. She has like four different layers and plans going on underneath. And if she keeps this like brash, aggressive attitude and people think they know exactly what Kat Swain is trying to do because she's so vocal and forceful about it. It allows her to 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 hide her undercurrent plans much better. I I think that anyone who attempts to use the same tactic on every single person they meet will ultimately fail with 50% of people. And the fact that the books say that Kat Swain's tactic works with every single person, I don't buy that. I think that a smart leader I don't know if I buy knows that how to approach situations differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kat Swain does that. She has one mode, and I'm getting a little bit tired of... I've been tired of her from the beginning. I don't like this character. She is like... I know, yeah, I she's know. probably my least favorite character in The Wheel of Time, simply because she is so consistent <laughs> about this one thing that I don't really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And the books just want me to believe that it just works because the books say that it works. And I don't think that it would. I don't think, yeah. like, I don't think, um, uh, Fayil's dad, um, Bashir? I don't think Bashir would put up with it. it Bashir would be like, look, yeah. I fucking know how to do my job. Like, this, this, get off my dick. This world has, like, is much more ingrained in, like, a hierarchy than I think, like, you and I are, right? Like, it's one of those things that's, like, no, I wouldn't fucking listen to her either. But I think it's built like a like this entire world is built like a military structure because it's what Robert Jordan related to. 
I don't know if I necessarily buy it either because I, in that situation, would be like, what the f- who the fuck do you think you are? But yeah. it, it, you know, it, it, it works in this world. Uh, Trevor, welcome to the nerd table. Thank Trevor, you thank you. Much. We appreciate that. But yeah, it's just, it, she's a very interesting character, which which is why we're able to like talk about her at length, right? Which I think is yeah. very, very cool. Um, MJ Bull says Ketsuane is among the eldest of the military Aja. 100%. And if she used that tactic with other people in her Aja and had other tactics, I think she would be more interesting to me, right? Like, I think that I think that Ketsuane being like this with the Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. it does make sense, right? Mm-hmm. My problem with the character is that we've seen her with other people and it is never different. It's, there's, well, there's no... Varen. Not really. Varen, she just doesn't need to bully Varen because Varen just already does what she says. Well, no, they they think that they, she thinks that they have the same, that their goals are aligned in a way. Sure, yeah. And so here's the thing. We haven't really seen her with Varen one-on-one because it always like kind of fades to black. You know, they get yeah. to, they they sit down to have tea together, and we don't really see what that interaction is. I just I, I would, would love to see it. I would find her more interesting if she if she just had more colors, and I find her very um. I, I just I I find her to just kind of be this like one note. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And sometimes one note can be fine when that character isn't. The domineering, trying to lead everybody else. Yeah. Right? Like, as, like, a background character. But when she... She's never the background character. Every scene that she's in is about her. Yeah. Literally, every time she's on page, everybody else stops for her. Yeah. To do this one thing that it's... It's just always the same. Yeah. And I I don't know. It just... It never works for me. And this chapter is the one part of this book that I was like, oh, my God. This is... 20 years later, she's still the... Doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't enjoy it. See, I liked it. Um, but yeah, basically, she goes on her way. Maureen is like, oh, shit, she's going to check up on me. So the moment, I love that literally the moment Cad Swain like pops in and then like leaves. Maureen is like, all right, fucking let's go. No, she counts to 100. Sorry. She, yes. she does count to 100. One, but that doesn't happen yet because two. first, uh, in in the chapter in in the in the sequence of conveniences that kind of ha- happen here, um, Moraine walks outside after getting buried by Cat Swain and is like, "Fuck! I wish Swan was here." Hey, Swan! Wish for something hard enough, and you what think the you fuck? Say, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, that was very funny. Swan I was, like, was like, "Wow! I thought I'd what? never find you." I was like, "Yeah, me too." Like, was there a point in this book where you thought Lan was going to end up being Taviran? Lan? I um, thought the reveal was that Lan was going to be Taviran when they get to the luck stuff at um. Uh, what's it called? The when they get to I Ice Ice Daishar, and they're talking about how like oh the boy fell and he didn't get hurt because of Land's luck, and like Land like I was like is Land folding the pattern? And we'll we'll get to it later. Hmm. We'll get to it when we get to it. Um, I, I don't I don't <clears throat> yeah he's not I don't think but yeah. But yeah, so uh, Swan and Moraine have a little secret meeting in an alleyway. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very gay. Uh, sorry to, um, Kyle on Twitter. Uh, and White Cloak. <laughs> I'm not sorry to that guy. Not, yeah, that guy I'm not can get sorry fucked. to that guy. Um, yeah, truly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. But do you want the relationship to die in the show? I was like, who's, who what? talks about relationships ending as relationships dying? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? There, there, guys, there's some people on Twitter that are very, um. Wrong. Yeah. Uh, and homophobic. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so the, um, the, the, this is fucking rad. After a chapter, look, 
I'm sorry, didn't like it. But this chapter, holy fucking shit. Swan shows up and is like, yo, everybody's fucking been murked. Like, <laughs> the, the, the SEAL Team 6 came in and took out goddamn everybody. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I think Tamara might have been murdered. I think that everyone has been murdered. Holy shit, guys, Black Aja. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a, like, big, like, just like hat drop. You're like, oh, all right. I guess, uh, I guess they're fighting the literal magic devil servants. Yeah. It was, yeah. It brings up a couple questions for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna have more to say there. No, 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 go yeah. for it. Um, remember earlier in the podcast when I said sometimes Clara's just four hundred fours? Uh, that was one of those times. Um, no, I was. You were like, I have some thoughts, and I was like, Oh no, I no, before, before that, I was, I was like waiting. I was like, Oh no, no, nothing. Uh, so I, I think that I, I kind of wish that the Black Aja had come up earlier in the book. Yeah. Um, Light Blinded Fool says apparently all of the competent I said I became Black Aja. It kind of seems like it. It does seem. Like um, that, yeah. But, uh, stop. Don't pick at it. Just stop. <laughs> it's so funny. Just stop picking at your lips. Stop picking at that. My face is falling off. It's fine. Um, the, I kind of wish the Black Aja had been brought up earlier in the book. Instead of just this being the first time they're mentioned, when she's like, oh, the Black Aja. You remember when we were kids and we would try not to talk about it because we get in trouble? I wish that we had seen a beat of that earlier in the book. Just, like, a moment of, like, mm. one of them, like, making a joke about the Black Aja and the other girls getting upset or something like that to kind of foreshadow so that it didn't feel like this was the first time it ever came up. Yeah, or maybe, you know, one of, like, their, like, pranks that they, like, think something, about or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... This book, yeah, you definitely need to have read the series to read this book. I think a little bit, yeah. That, yeah. But it also, it also makes me wonder why Moraine... And maybe she did, and I'm not remembering it, but I don't feel like Moraine ever set up that the Black Aja existed for Rand. And I feel like as a mentor for him in his potential working with the White Tower, I... I mean, she tells him not to trust everybody. But I feel like, I I, I don't know, I, I feel like the ability... Or, or the understanding of what the potential dangers of the White Tower are. She definitely should have been like, hey, we have to go to the White Tower. But also. But also, the, <clears throat> bla- the Black Aja is a thing. I have fought them my whole life. And uh, we just need to be very careful. And I, 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 I wonder if it's just that Moraine, or if Robert Jordan hadn't really come up with the structure of the Black the Aja yeah. in the first couple of books. Yeah. Um, when they go to the White Tower with her. Right? Because yeah. in The Great Hunt, they go with her, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I I just wonder if maybe he hadn't, like, really, like, figured that part of the White Tower structure out. But the... Um, it is interesting to me now that her and Swan are so adamant that it exists in the in the prequel 20 years earlier that she never brings it up to Rand meanwhile, while she's trying to be his... Um, mentor figure. Yeah, it does seem like a very important piece of information. Mm-hmm. I do, I do think that it was just more that uh, he hadn't really, re- really like solidified w- what they were yet in. Yeah. In the earlier books, but um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting that they didn't tell him. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I, I feel like she's so aware of it in this book that I'm. It's actually interesting to me that it didn't come up more earlier yeah. on, and 
Here, uh, Samantha, first of all, thank you for that super chat. Um, I think this is Maureen not speaking ill of the White Tower to an outsider to everyone's detriment. I would agree with that if Rand was a person, just an, another person. But the fact that Maureen has given up everything in her life to find the Dragon Reborn and make sure that he is capable and cared for until he can do what he's got to do. I just think that putting the, like, reputation of the White Tower above that doesn't seem very Moraine to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Moraine knows that the tower is kind of dwindling, kind of falling apart, that it's corrupt in a lot of ways. I, I think that sharing that information with the literal person you've spent 20 years trying to find would be important. I, I would think that she would share that. She didn't. It is what it is, but... It just feels like, it, it feels a little bit like a retcon of the state of Moraine's opinion of the White Tower and Great Hunt. It feels like it's it's like flavor that's added that doesn't feel like it's there when they go there the first time. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that, like, the fact that the Black Aja exists warrants a, like, sit down, like, hey, we're going to Tarvalon. yeah. This is the deal. As opposed to the kind of very vague hints and information that Maureen is like, don't trust anybody, you know, I'm going to take care of you. I definitely think it would have been better to give Rand the full picture, but yeah, I I think it's more of a retcon thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just as opposed to like Maureen's character. That's all. Not that big of a deal. But. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sisami says Rand already suspects her in the two uh, rivers thinks as our I said I are just dark friends would it really be a good idea for Maureen to bring up the Black Aja I think post Eye of the World yes I don't think in Eye of the World but I think when they're on their way to when they're going there for Great Hunt I do think that would have been the time it also would have set up I think the Leandrin reveal really well like I think there's things in Great Hunt that the, the reveal of the Black Aja is in that book already. Yeah. I just think that if I if I were Moraine, who already doesn't really seem to care about custom, like there, there's so many people argue about the customs of the White Tower about a character who we regularly see break the customs of the White Tower with almost every single one of her actions. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's never that is never a concern. Yeah. Rand didn't go to the White to the Tower in the Great Hunt. Isn't that literally the end of the book? Well, no, they they take Matt there, right? But, like, uh, Rand kind of gets, like, separated in... Well, they chase him in, like, book two. But, like, I just think that, like... Oh, no, they... Oh, right, right. No, they go after Patton Fane. Yeah, but I... Yeah, no, no, no. You guys are right. You guys are right. I'm remembering the events of that wrong. I'm thinking that after they get the dagger, they all take Matt to Tarvalon. But I don't think Rand ever goes. No, but Rand I, leaves them. I That's do, right. That's I, right. I do still think that Rand being the dragon reborn... It is something he should. No, because Moraine know. isn't with them. Moraine is uh, Moraine is in the hut. Sorry, this is this is like twelve books ago or eleven books ago. Moraine goes to the hut with the ladies to learn about the Dragon Reborn, and Rand and okay. Perrin and Ingtar chase Pan Fane. So there, there isn't time in Great Hunt for that. They're, they're, Moraine and Rand aren't together until the very end of the book, and then Rand leaves. Rand runs off on his own, right? No, 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 no. Then they go to the mountains, right? Fuck. The, don't they live in, like, the mountains for, like, a week? And then Rand leaves? Yes, they have a camp that Moraine sets wards around before Rand leaves. Yeah, never mind. This was all silly. Uh, you guys are right. Uh, there, There isn't really a place for that conversation. I don't 
no, I think he's like, I'm the Dragon Reborn. And Moraine is like, okay, I'm going to give you all the information you need to know. I just think it's important, but eh, whatever. I think that he does know about it, though. I just don't think that we see that conversation play out in a way that I think would have been interesting. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. We need to keep moving. We're at, what, an hour and a half? Mm-hmm. No, only an hour and 20. Guys, we're doing great. We're crushing it. Oh, yeah, we started a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot. I don't know what we're going to do about filming that ad, though. My face will be we should have filmed it. it this first. We should have filmed it first. My face is going to peel for it. They're just going to have to deal with we'll that. We'll just pretend you're a zombie. Yeah. That it's, that it's sci-fi makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so because... Uh, so Moraine accuses Cat Swain of being Black Aja to Swan. Uh, and Swan is like, let's leave now. And Cat Swain is... Or uh, Moraine is like, no, we'll leave separately, but we'll meet up in Chachin. Yeah. Uh, see you there. I, I'm gonna <laughs> see search for this girl on the road. You search for this girl, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll run into each other there. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I feel like Swan is kind of wasted in the second half of this book. A little bit. She's kind of like there, but doesn't really do very much. Yeah, I know. I I, I wish that she had played into the final beats of this novel a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when we get there um, to the end. But yeah. But yeah, this is kind of like Swan's big scene. Because other than this, she's just kind of like around sometimes mm-hmm. at the, through the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, chapter 19, Pondwater. Moraine be- starts flirting with Lan by bullying him like a 12-year-old. Yeah. You know when like, kids are mean is... to each other because they're like kind of into each other? Moraine is petty as fuck. Mor- Moraine is trying to groom Lan into being her warder by... Um, Bullying him, but, but but like with like the dumbest pranks ever. Well, and it not wasn't, dumbest, but but like the like lightest kind of. It wasn't weird until at the end of the book. She's like, from the moment I saw you, I knew you want. I wanted you as my border. <laughs> if without that line, this would be less weird. But the fact that she like, she literally bullies him like a fourth grader. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, he's just mean to you because he likes you. Like I'm gonna know. put ants in your underclothes. I was like, oh my god. So um, you respect me. So a- after Moraine checks in, or after Katzwein checks in on Moraine, mm-hmm. uh, she counts to a hundred, which does not seem like long enough to me. That's like a minute and a half. You just count real slow. But Katzwein might be downstairs. Like, how far is Katzwein going in a minute and a half? I don't know. But so she goes out to the stable. Uh, she leaves her saddlebags behind. Yeah. So she's like just... Her pack horse and saddlebags. Yeah. So she's taking very little with her. Uh, and then she rides out to the gates. But they're not open. So she just kind of sits there chilling. And I was like, I feel like you could have snuck out your saddle. You you had plenty of time. Like, yeah. I feel like you could have... Yeah. You could have figured this one out. Well, no, it wasn't about not... It was uh, to be less suspicious. She was trying to pretend to just be going on a ride um, so that if anyone saw her... It would be less suspicious than her taking all of her belongings and her pack horse. Like that makes it seem like she's running away. Sure, I just feel like I I I feel like she's in this position of like she's gonna be running anyway. Like Catswain would have to like hard gallop to catch up with her, but she's sitting there for like a, she's sitting there for like forty five minutes, just being like. Well, no, no, it's, there's a lineup, but yeah, she like sees like no, because when she Rin, gets there, the the Ryan, three guys are in front of her, right? They're Renee. waiting too, but then by the time the gates open, there's like. All of these people behind her. Like, the time, a, a significant amount of time passes where she's just kind of, like, sitting there waiting. And I'm she, like, like, lets all the carts go through. The stable, I, I'm surprised, honestly, I'm surprised Ked Swain didn't tell the stable guy to come tell her if Moraine leaves. I, I guess Ked Swain didn't think she would leave her, like, pack horse behind? I guess. It was just funny to me. I was like, this is, 
Yeah. She's, she she really is trying to escape, and she just has to sit there. I know. I want this scene in the show, and it's just Moraine on a horse for, like, the first ten minutes of an episode waiting for the gates to open. Yeah. I yeah. don't actually want that, Rafe. Please. <laughs> Please don't. I, I know that was you, a joke. Rafe Judkins, I know you watch the show. Comedy. Um, yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah. for being here every week. It's really, it's so kind of you. Appreciate you. Please do not put in 10 minutes. I'll, I'll actually, I don't know. I would watch, I would watch Rosamund Pike. Do anything. Sit on a horse for 10 minutes. Just like watching people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if like Lan is there in the background. Or in the foreground. <laughs> so yeah. the gates do eventually open. Uh, oh, uh, Moraine did see, we, we talked about it already, but she, then when she came back from talking with Swan, she saw Ryan and Marian talking, but she didn't know that it was Marianne. Marianne. Yeah, yeah, she, like, saw the tail end of Ryan. <laughs> and so she wants to know what's going on with Ryan, and so she starts to, like, stalk the boys across the countryside. Yeah. Just keeping them in sight, and she's, like, trying to figure out how to approach them. Um, I would argue that she does it in the worst way possible, eventually. Yeah, trying to steal Lan's weapon. <laughs> Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Because here's, here's the thing. She can easily, like, you know, blow them over with a gust of wind. Mm-hmm. She, like, you know, she could have just, like, approached Lynn like a normal human being. Yeah. But well, no. Yeah, I, I feel like if she had just approached... Because she doesn't know if they're bandits or not, right? So I think that, like, approach cautiously. But I think approaching by sneaking up on him and grabbing his sword... Bad idea. And then she's like... She's like... She's not as smart how, as she is in Eye of the World. How dare he throw me in the water? And I'm like, you're lucky he didn't stab you in the throat. You I grabbed know. his sword. And she was, she was like so surprised she didn't have time to react to it. So she could have died. Yeah. She up. But like, if you walk up and, gr- yeah. <laughs> Elman dude says, Moraine is grab a cop's gun crazy. A, a little bit. thousand percent. She's a spoiled noble. She's like, I demand an apology for him throwing me in the lake. And I'm like, girl, you walked up behind him and grabbed his sword. What the fuck were you? thinking yeah 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 yeah. look i said die can still get stabbed you still have to like connect to like she should have just like grabbed him with the one power or some shit i don't know but like god damn woman bernachman not not that sword different sword (laughs) different sword different sword uh Uh, james says in japan if you touch a samurai sword you are killed exactly yeah maureen fucked around and found out you know what i mean uh, she did come up on him from behind, but not in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, she's hot but a psycho. Um, a but, bit psy- yeah, yeah, yeah. But thankfully, um, Lan is a good dude. Uh, and he sets up blankets for her to uh, get naked behind. Um, so that uh, it's not indecent. Ryan is trying to check her out. And Moraine is like... I, I kind of want him to be trying to check me out. I like... I enjoy that. And I was like, Moraine! All right. She's like, Ryan is handsome and charming. I want him to want to see me naked. And I was like, oh. But I don't want him to make it, like, known that he wants to see me naked. I just want him to, I want him to sneak looks. But I don't want him to tell the boys that he's sneaking looks. Or, like, be obvious about it. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) know. That one one that I just made me chuckle. It was fun. No, it is is very funny. Like, Kyrian has such a weird, like, prudish upbringing. But, like, Moraine is... So spicy. horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moraine, Moraine is so horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's spicy. Meanwhile, Swan, also super horny, but Swan is like, no, dress like a slut. It's fun. <laughs> dress like a slut. It's a good time. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, show them titties. <laughs> You're so short. Everyone can see down your shirt anyway. Let let the girls hang out. You know what I mean? You're not wrong. The One thing I will say, like, because... Lan is like, she definitely doesn't have a child's body. 
was like, oh my. Yeah, God. she has a child's height, but not a child's body. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's she she's clearly an adult and just tall enough to suck my dick standing up. Um, if you if you look at the Eye of the World art, I know she is two feet tall. I know she is so short. Orlan is like eight feet tall. I I don't know which one. It. Th there is a point. Like, oh there's a point God. in this book where I'm like, is this fucking Looney Tunes? The way that Robert Jordan describes Moraine's height constantly. Like she has to be like three <laughs> foot eight. You know what I mean? They they describe her height so often that it got to the point where I was like, is this supposed to be a comedy book? Like, is this supposed to be hilarious? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's it's not funny. Like I don't think that I don't think they're like well written jokes. But there's a point where I'm like, does he think that the does he think that just saying she's short eight thousand times is it's, hilarious? It's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. gets to the point where I'm like, I'm surprised that she can fucking put her feet in the stirrups of her horse. Yeah. How does she mount that thing by herself? Is she, is she like really good at jumping? Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that short, Fabu. You are that short. I'm really not. You are very tiny. Um, but yeah, no, oh, it is. I, I understand now why people are like, well, clearly Rosamund Pike is too tall to play Moraine because in the books, Moraine is described as being like shorter than door handles. <laughs> Moraine can still fit in like the like toddler like um, uh, strap in chair that they eat that has a no like table. on the swing set. She can get into the baby swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, to be man. honest, I'm 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 not surprised Maureen is only had sex with women because I feel like she's so small that any size penis would be too big for her. Well, and she says Lan is way too tall for her. She's like, absolutely <laughs> she not. She's like, no, <laughs> no, fuck no. Like, <laughs> wait, does she actually ride? No, Febu, you haven't read the books. I, I was like, she rides a miniature pony. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I got confused for a minute. Yeah, <clears throat> they just mention it so many times that you're like, okay. Stormy, I'm not saying that the, the, the individual lines are funny. I'm saying that by the, like, 85th time in this book she complains about being short, I'm like, I was starting to think, is it supposed to be funny? It isn't funny. No. Like, no, no, no. none of them are jokes. Yeah. It is just... It is it is the like this book's version of Nynaeve tugging on her braid, but because there are so few other point of views... Like, Nynaeve, you get, like, every four chapters. But because almost every other chapter is Moraine being, like, I walk into the room and notice that I'm short. And then I cast some magic over here. And, oh, my God, that woman is so tall. And then I go to eat. And I can't reach the middle of the table because my arms are so short that I can't eat the turkey leg. And so uh, my uh. servants have to pass it to me. And then my arms are so short that I can't get my buttons fixed. And, like, it, it just, it gets, it, there's a point in this book where I'm, like, I, I fucking know yeah, she's yeah, short. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I know. I know. It is, it is. It, it is a little bit silly. But, but yes. I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, like, it, Moraine is short. It started off as a good description of Moraine. Uh -huh. And then I got sick of it. And then I started to, like, chuckle about how often it was happening. And then by the end of the book, I was like, I think he Stockholm syndromed me into loving describing Moraine's height. It's it's our, it's Robert Jordan's kink. He likes short women. But, like, he just, Clearly. he had he had it out for Moraine, you know? Clearly. <laughs> Poor Moraine. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So the boys show up and they're like, "What happened?" And he's like, "I threw her in the lake." Um. But uh, she's like, "Look, I'm coming with. I am. I'm. I. I claim the right of the single woman." Yay! And they're like, "Cool." And she's like, "Here's money." And they're like, "Fuck you." Well, we would have just taken you, but like, this is rude. And yeah. she's like, I, how no, is but she they don't. To know? They don't tell her it's rude. They just get offended by it, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, okay. Well." Yeah. Also, um, 
the 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 Trolloc logo. Do you have it here? Yeah. The Trolloc logo kind of looks like it's like raising the like um the black power fist. And I kind of dig it. I was like, wow, like this I is like that the Trollocs like, like equal rights. Yeah. There are no Trollocs in this chapter. I just feel like the Trolloc is like equal rights. And I was like, it's a very aggressive like header. I know in I, I think it's the right hand in real life, but I just found I found the fist of the Trolloc there. I, I never noticed it, but I was like, well, it's just very aggressive, especially for a chapter called Breakfast in Manala. Like, yeah, yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, okay. I think it's partially because it is, um, it's Black History Month. And so I, I've just been, like, trying to, like, take in a lot of content by black creators and, like, really, you know, uh, it's like in put the my brain. time into that. It's, it's in the brain. the brain. And so right I think now. I saw the Trolloc fist in Black History Month. And I was like, all right, Trolloc. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. on the team. We're on the Breakfast team. Breakfast at Nargs. I want that movie. Breakfast at Nargs. Nargs smart. Love it. You'll love to see it. Um. Anyways, uh, she so gives they, them a fake name. Yeah, they leave together. Perry Wolf, thank you for that super chat. That's <gasps> Nargs starting the revolution. We love to see it. Uh, Alice. Lady Alice. Yeah, Lady Alice. Um. um and uh, Moraine is pretty turned on by Ryan flirting with her. It's, it's fun. Yeah, she's like, I like how this boy speaks to me. <laughs> Uh, Berserger says, uh, they probably think if Maureen knows enough about the customs to claim the right of a woman alone on the road, she should also know not to pay them. I think, though, that that's an expectation that the right of woman alone is the same in every country. And I think that, I think that when you're dealing with someone from another country, I think that you need to be open-minded. And I feel like Lan and Bukama should have traveled enough to have this mindset of, like, you have to be open-minded to their customs and not assume intent. I think it is okay to say, like, I am uncomfortable accepting that money, but I think that it is wrong when you are dealing with people from other cultures to assume to intent of their actions. Insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she, she doesn't mean to, you know, she, she doesn't, like, mean to, like, upset them. Because she, she admits she doesn't know really anything about Malkir, and so she tries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she kind of fucks up, but she doesn't even know that she fucks up. And they so, don't really tell her. I, I just feel like Lan is well-traveled enough to have experienced enough different customs to not be immediately offended. Because I, I I just, I feel like that's, um, I, I feel like that if you're going to get offended by that, then you shouldn't travel. Because pe people are just different. People are different, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. And if you can't accept that they're going to have different customs and different ways of being respectful. Uh, it, like when I was in Japan, one of the things that we were told was like, we're there to sing and we're, we're doing this huge show. They're not going to clap after every song. And you didn't take you, offense to that. You have <laughs> to just be okay with it. Yeah. In America, if they don't clap at the end of the song, the people on stage go like, oh, was that not good? Fucked up. Oh, the reaction, they they didn't like it. In Japan, if they don't clap at the end of the song, it's because they're not going to. They're going to clap at the end of the act. Um, and they're not gonna make a lot of noise during the show. And like that, it, it's like a customs difference. And yeah. If you go into that interaction and they don't clap at the end of the song and you just get mad at the audience, you have a bad show. And yeah. I think that this is the same thing of like being upset about the way someone from another country behaves because it's different than the way that your country behaves sets you up to be upset. And they're not, they're, they have no bad intention towards you. Yeah. You're just making yourself up. You're choosing to be upset in that situation because of an expectation that that isn't really realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a really good example. 
Yeah, and and um, so I I just yeah that I, that's just how I feel about Lan here. I'm like Lan, you've traveled enough. You know people are fucking weird, different places. Don't be mad. Yeah, I love that Lan is like, oh, if she's an Aes Sedai and a Kyrianin, there could be no worse combination. I'm like, oh, you just fucking wait, my guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she like tries to like direct them. She's like, let's go get some hot food, and they're like, yeah, we were we were gonna. We were actually going to sleep in beds last night it's if fine. it weren't for you stalking us lately. Uh, but. Yeah, they're like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, uh, whatever you say, I guess. Like, <laughs> uh, So then uh, Moraine starts looking for the Sahara Desert, uh, doesn't find it, but they keep on going. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they keep, they just keep going. They run into some bandits. They run into some storms. Uh, Moraine uh, has a magic... Uh, uh, what? I can only think of the French word. <laughs> parapluie. Bless you. Uh, parapluie. The thing that you fucking use to block the rain. An umbrella? Thank God. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I only had the French word in my brain for a second there. I couldn't remember what it was in English. Uh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what just happened in my head? I, I don't know. I uh <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot the English word for umbrella. That was uh that was great. Parapluie like popped in my head and I was like, that's not right. Wait a second, that's not correct. Heard that fucking word before. Um <laughs> I was very confused. No no parasol is for the sun. Yeah, but yeah, yes. Yeah, no, no, same same kind no. of contraption. Holy fuck, I cannot believe that just happened. That was incredible. Somebody Moraine that. has a magic umbrella. It's mm-hmm. very cool and I like it a lot. I also I want it because one thing I don't like about umbrellas is the noise. I find the noise of water hitting umbrellas to be annoying. Really? I love it. I love the sound of rain. Oh, I like the sound of rain. I don't like when you're holding an umbrella and you can't hear the person you're talking to because you just have... I love that it drowns out my inner monologue. It feels very nice. That is the most ADHD (laughs) shit you've ever said. I like umbrellas a lot. I like umbrellas in the rain because my neurodivergence is hidden even from me. (laughs) I mean, it's not... It's, yeah, suppressed, I guess, momentarily. (laughs) Uh, I just oh focus on like the pattern of the sounds in my head, especially if you get the like dome umbrellas and it's like loud. It's very nice. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. So, um, Lan is Lan brings up all the weird shit that Moraine's doing to him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like putting ants in his panties. Yeah, Moraine, that's fucking weird. And she later she's like, "Are you allergic to wasps?" <laughs> And he's like, oh, God. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, where did she find fleas this time of year? Like. Yeah. Also. Moraine is so fucking Covering him in sand while he's sleeping so that he has to ride Sandy the next day. This is like so fucking strange. It's some next level petty shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's why I like listening to rain sounds to fall asleep. Like when I go to bed before you do, so I, I you probably notice that I turn like, it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you turn it off. It's yeah. because it, it's, it's especially recorded rain sounds. Uh-huh. I become obsessed with where the loop is. Yeah, because it's never a ten-hour recording. It's always one minute that loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so you try to find the 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 loop. And once I find it, every time it's coming up, you focus on it. Yeah, it's it's because like my brain is so rhythmic. Yeah, like I re- I think in rhythm. And so for me, recordings like that, like white noise, I try and 
find the like musical count of the white noise. Yeah. And it becomes really hard for me because I'll I'll be lying there and it's like, and I'm thinking. And I can like hear the loop of it. And so I I can't sleep because it literally is so distracting. The worst is when the loop is not in like a musical beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so fucking When it's so off. Yeah. You're like, what is this like 7 Eleven time signature? Yeah, I hate that. Michael Kioski, thank you for that super chat. Where did Marine find fleas this time of year? The flea market. Obviously, fuck you. Got him. Oh my god, you did you just dad joke the podcast? In this economy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, he's gonna commit to that for for a few minutes. Um, so uh, I think he went downstairs. Anyways. Um, Rin is flirting. Very, very flirty. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm here almost every Friday. You're welcome. Come back next week. We're going to be starting, uh, what did Monkey call it? Monkey had a good word for it. Um, you know, the, the, uh, sort of, of, uh, cobblestones. Um, anyways, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if he's ever coming back. Uh, <laughs> how do, how do we convince him to get back here? No, his coffee's empty. Um, it's like, it's going to be like, I have the coffee. Uh, and he'll, he'll come back eventually. Um, anyways, uh, Lan is, uh, the, they're talking about Trollocs. They're, they're talking about, uh, Trollocs, right? Promise boobies? But boobies! I promise boobies if you return. Let's see if that works. I don't know if you heard me. Um, so, yeah. So, they're talking about Trollocs. And um, Maureen kind of, like, chimes in about it. Um, like, she's like, I-, I can't imagine you guys just fighting Trollocs with, like, only a sword. Like, you guys must be, like, really fucking brave. And Len is like, I'm sorry. You... You have fought Trollocs? Excuse me? And she's like, mm, yes. You'll find Shadow Spawn in many places, my young bad one. I was like, uh, okay. I mean, we know she fought Trollocs in the Terangriel, but, um, uh, uh, I promise boobies if you come back. We'll see, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that works. So, they head into the they head into the city. Uh the the plowman's blade. Which I think is my favorite name of an inn so far. Um so they go to the plowman's blade and uh what happens? She, they she like calls them her like retainers. Bukama's like He's so he's so salty about it. You oh you got yourself some water. It's like what's taking so long? I promised boobies. What? I promised boobies. To who? To you if you came back. I d- was not listening. Well, I needed a break from you after that one. <laughs> Is every time I make that joke just gonna make it a longer and longer break? I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that joke. <laughs> James the Ross. The break might be divorced. Um, James Ross, nerdy came back. Thank you. Thank Any you. Any kind of fool could chat. see there was something in everything. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they get to the inn. And, um... Now to come back. Uh, you know, uh, Bu- Bukama is definitely offended by being referred to as a retainer. Um, but... <laughs> a divorce in this economy. Wow, Dakuna, well done. I approve. <laughs> I, um, I, I hate this so much. I approve. Um, so anyways... I was hoping you guys would be over the jokes by the time I got back, but no. No, no, no. As soon as you come back, they start up again, I, so... Uh, yeah, we got to the Plowman's Blade, which is my favorite in name so far. Uh, oh, you talked about, um, r- wait, the Plowman's Blade? Yeah, that's the inn that they get to, that they go into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that was a chapter name. I was like, I don't no, know no, what no, chapter no. that is. That's the name of the inn. Ha! <laughs> huh. Did not know Randland had orthodontists. Yeah, yeah, apparently they have retainers. Everyone has, like, perfect teeth, you know? Um, Invisalign is a booming business. In Randland. Um, but yeah, the boys uh, sit there and they hang out and then they realize that uh, Moraine snuck away. They're yeah, like, and Lana's like, fuck. whoa. Also, they're they're at the point where they're like, she's not really an Aes Sedai though, right? She's lying about that. Even though she's constantly using the one power and has yeah. an Aes Sedai ring. Yeah, yeah. But, but Lana's like, she's too emotional to be an Aes Sedai. Yeah, she's These really, women, right? She's really bad at hiding her feelings. Uh, so yeah, so she goes, she's like, I want to get a, um, she, she wants to find, who, who is the one she's trying to find in here? The Sahara Desert. This, yes, the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Um, and Lan, uh, eavesdrops. Mm-hmm. And Lan is like, how the fuck did you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, actually impressed. Yeah. And we know, jewelry. I don't know if it's that yet. Yeah, it's the stones on her forehead. No, I think she when she holds the one power, she's like more aware. But it doesn't talk about, like, I don't think she has that weave in her um, headpiece yet. I, I, do. I could be wrong, but she, she just she brings put it up back. even like in the um, in the um, when she's in the white tower, she brings up that she learned how to do that as a kid. The weave. And so I think that she always has that. I don't think that that's something that like I think that's like her like thing that she holds on to. Oh, you think that it's already there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. I assumed she like put it on the object later on, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just assumed that. Uh, yeah, uh, I knows? think I think she's constantly using it, and I think that's how she hears Lan here. Because otherwise, I I don't really know how she would. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe I just assu- a... I assumed it was that reading this scene, but it may- maybe it's something else. No, but... I, I I think that's I think that's fair. I I'm. It doesn't say explicitly, but yeah, she knows how to eavesdrop. Yeah, and she has this like ability to like listen. I feel like it's allows for a Kyrian. Yeah, Kyrian. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So then uh, they leave town because they don't find the the Sahara Desert yet, and they go out on the road. And in the middle of the road, Land gets shot with an arrow through his body. Well, <clears throat> I think that's when. Is that when she asks him? I don't know. He turns for some reason. Because she says something to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she's she like makes a comment, and he turns on it, and that saves his life. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. That was it. Very lucky. Yeah. This um, is this is where we learn about where, all the pranks. This is where I start to be like, is Land to Viren? It it he's it's not brought up that he is, but the, he the this book weirdly drops luck things like what the other Taviran boys experience. 
Yeah. Particularly around Lan. And it is strange to me that he can survive the blight like no one else, right? Yeah. Like, he just weirdly is... I Like, there's a lot of this book where I'm like, is Lan... Is Lan Taviran? Honestly, maybe. Like, I... I it's just, it's just, it's just interesting to me that, like, this book has so much luck and, like, him being twisted into the pattern in this way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, Moraine, uh, Moraine shows off her, uh, skill in the power. Yeah. They get, the, the, what is it, like, 20, 20 people in front, 20 people behind. There's, yeah. like, 40 fucking bandits. And Moraine is like, nah, not in my house. <laughs> yeah. As she pulls the Gandalf from when he gets into the Rohan, uh, the Keep It Rohan, and he uses the magic to make his voice, like, huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... And I, I, I liked the scene a lot. It was cool. And then I especially like when they like run away and Moran is like, what? Why are we letting them leave? I can kill them all. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, we should hunt them down and just fucking slaughter them all because they're probably attacking and like hurting other people as well. And I was like, you know what? It's- yeah. Sir Jim Ross, I agree with Nicholas Reed here. Swan can see Tavirin, but I don't think Swan and Lan ever meet. Yeah. No, they don't. Have, uh, we've they never don't. seen them meet. Uh-huh. I oh no, they do. Um, yeah, they do. In um, in the beginning of the Great Hunt, when Swan goes to, uh, well, actually, we don't really see we we don't see them meet. But she but she must meet Lan at some point, right? Maybe. But they don't meet in this book. They never encounter each other. No, no, not in this book. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Yeah. But. Um, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then we find out that um, Kinedrin, which is weirdly like Kainarin, the name of the assassin here is weirdly similar to the word used to describe the first lovers in Malkir. And I was like, oh. it's very strange. Uh, the The words look the same to me. I know they're not the same. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. words looked very similar to me. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Because yeah. his name is Kinedrin. And it's like Kainarin is what. Kainaran or whatever is what they, he calls um, Adderall. They were just very similar words for my brain. Yes. Um. Yeah, I was trying to. I want to see. What are you looking for? Just trying to look at the name because I like. It's that, Kinedrin. Oh no, it is very similar. For some reason, I thought it was K in my head, but it's yeah, no, it's not. I'm yep. Well, I just because, you know, it's C and K can basically, I don't know. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Moraine tries to, like, heal the guy so that they can figure out some answers for him, but he's, he's Already dead. dead. He's so dead. she heals Lan instead, and she uh, cleans up some of his scars. Yeah, they, um, a- a- she, like, also, like, searches the body, and Lan is like, what are you going to, like, steal from the dead? She's like... No, fuck. No, I'm, I'm fucking like trying looking... to get clues. What? Yeah, what the have fuck? Have you not seen Scooby Doo, Land Mandragoran? How do you not know how much money I have? Like, <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm making sure he doesn't have like letter on him or something. Yeah. Because I still they're Gorthanes. Remember Gorthanes, the assassin, uh, from the first half of the book, who doesn't come back. Doesn't come back. Not important. I kind of I, that was one thing about the second half of the book that I didn't love. Like, just make this Gorthanes. Why introduce this assassin character in the first half of the book? Because it's going after Lan, not Moraine. He... No, no, no. The 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 he says like kill the woman first. No, no. He was told to kill the woman first. 
Yes. But that, that they're there for completely different reasons, right? What do you Gorthanes mean? is there because Moraine is a Damadred. This guy is here because of Lan, to try to kill Lan. But he was told that the, that Moraine is dangerous. Not, it, it has nothing to do with, with that other assassin. There are two different assassins for two different reasons. But then why does Gorthanes not come back? Like, But I'm saying, like, why, why do that? Just make this that assassin so that so that there's there's closure on that like it is really strange to me that this first half of this book ends with her being like oh that assassin's probably going to chase me and that assassin never comes back in this novel that i do agree i, I, I just think strange this should have just been that guy so no, that they're you, there for different reasons I, though I'm, i understand that yeah. i'm saying that this should have been that guy so that narratively that storyline is tied up in a bow. I understand that they're there for different reasons, but they don't have to be there for different reasons. This could have just been that assassin. But then there would have had to have been another assassination attempt to set up that Lan that they're trying to kill Lan. Why? The six guys in the field tried to do it already. In the in the in the alleyway did it already. That's we've already been set up that there someone's trying to kill Lan. Yeah, that's like rule of 3, right? It happens to him three times. The sword fight, the arrow, and then the power knocking him down the stairs. Okay, but that still leaves this weird dangling thread of the I assassin in, in in Tarvalon who just never comes back. No, I I, I agree. I, I think that that is it is weird that that does not come back. It, it is strange. It's one of yeah. those. Th- it is one of those things where like I think the first half of this book does a bad job foreshadowing what the second half of this book is about mm-hmm. because there's just this random assassin who's not relevant. <laughs> like and, and honestly, yeah. more rain. The the White Tower wanting Moraine to be the queen of Kyrian never really comes back. It isn't, like, relevant to the second half of the book almost at all. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Other than her, like, other than it being the reason she ran away from the White Tower, like, no one, she runs into all these Aes Sedai. Like, she's worried about it, but it doesn't, it's never relevant to the rest of this book, and it isn't relevant to the future books. It's just, like, a thing that was, like, a setup that, there's no payoff to it. Yeah. 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 It's a setup that doesn't, eh. Yeah, no, I, I do agree that it is... Alec, I would love if Gorthanes is, like, a final boss for Moraine. Like, he's like, I've been hunting you for 30 years, and it's time we fight. And she just, like, cuts off his head with the power. Like That would be fun, actually. I, I would love that. It would be so funny if they're like, who is this Gorthanes guy who is suddenly really important in Book 12? It's like, oh, in the prequel. In he, the prequel. He followed Moraine on Tarvalon for, like, two days 26 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much that chapter, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 22 is keeping custom. Do you think Lan, oh, before we move on, do you think Lan was pissed that some of his scars are a little less scarry? You know how guys Probably. like their scars? He's Probably. like, no, 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 just heal the wound. I, I want to keep my, I, I don't want little pink lines. I want my deep scars. Yeah, no, probably. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 22, yeah. keeping custom. Uh, we make it to Kandor. We're in Chichin. Um, cha-ching. Cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, um, uh, Moraine does run into, um, she ran into the Sahara Desert. Did you do that while I was out of the room because of your joke? Oh. She did run into her and it's, it's not her. It's not her. Don't worry about it. Um, but <laughs> we know that part of the problem with the second half of this book for me is that we know she's not going to be successful. Yeah. And so I, I kind the book of, isn't about, I yeah. wish there was a little bit, I wish that they managed to add a little bit of something else in this. Um, but um, 
there, there, there is a like there, the undercurrent of what her goal is is like, We're like she doesn't succeed. Girl, it's gonna be a while. You better sit tight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, Skunji says there were supposed to be two more prequel books after New Spring. Yes. Oh. Yes, Robert Jordan. So Gorfain's was probably supposed to come back, but didn't. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder what the plot. I wonder what the plot of that is. We're not doing a recap of this, Corinne. Um, I'm hoping that our mods will be able to tell us by the end of Book Club today what chapters we're reading next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll share the breakdowns. Um, and we'll have the full schedule today. for... But yeah, next week we'll start Knife of Dreams. Knife of Dreams. So then they make it to Chachin and they split up. Moraine goes her way. Uh, and Lan... Uh, no, Path of... Wait. Yeah, Knife of Dreams. That No, that's it. I was like, no, it's, it's Path of Daggers. No, we're we read Path so of much further along. Ago. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, as soon as they get in the first gate, which isn't technically Chachen, but is technically Chachen enough for land, he's like, I don't want your money. We're fucking done here. Get out of my sight. And Moraine kind of goes about it. She goes off and does her thing. Yeah. Lan rides up to the uh, Aish Dashar Palace, mm -hmm. which is described as being the coolest fucking thing. I hope they go here in the show somehow because this palace sounds fucking rad. Yeah, the, the yeah the architecture design, whatever the hell you want to call it. The entire mountaintop is a palace. So fucking cool. And the mountain is so tall that like you can feel the altitude. I was like, this is fucking. <laughs> it's the altitude. Don't worry about it. This fucking rocks. Yeah, 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 it was rad. It this was whole rad. chapter, everything they describe in this chapter, um, other than a Dane and Land's very strange relationship, fucking rocks. And even that is, it's still, it's, it's interesting and, and well written, but it's a little uncomfy. Um, it's pretty uncomfy. Yeah, it's, it's really fucked up. But um, it, it is, yes, uh, it's well written. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, so Land gets rooms. Uh, Ryan and Bukama get um, like private rooms, which is nice. It's kind of like when you're on a cruise ship. Uh, working, uh, you know, they, they don't get like the worst rooms where they have to share with other people. They get yeah. private rooms, but it's a small bed. You know, there's not a lot to do in there. Uh, and Ran uh, and um, Lan, being a uh, king, uh, but not a king, uh, he gets like a fucking like three apart, a three room apartment. Super cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and. Uh, he gets people to work for him, which I think I was like, oh yeah, I, that makes sense. If you don't like bring your own people, you get servants. But you would yeah. need like you would need someone, and I like that like this castle is so complicated that Lan actually needs someone to show him around. Yeah, yeah, he's but, like no fucking way. Yeah, like if, I, I, I never, I was always like, oh, and, like a noble would bring their own people, but like you would need someone who knows the kitchen. Yep. Yep. You can't just like have your just staff be like, around. I'm gonna go find you food. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so this was, a, I like this little detail that he throws in here. Mm -hmm. And the way that Robert Jordan plays with who lands, like, assigned servants are working for. Like, all of the, like, interplay of the um, the upstairs-downstairs of this sequence was actually, I, I found it really fun. And, and I liked the details that he threw in here. Yeah. It made this palace feel very alive to me. Yes. Alive, complicated, and dangerous. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know. Uh, Lan is like, oh no, my like servants are already working for Eden, so why does it matter? Uh, and so Dane finds out that he's there and is immediately like, come to me, sweetling, come to me now. And Lan's like, girl, no. No. I'm good. Uh, instead he goes to see the prince. Yeah. Prince Briss, who's actually the king, but they call him the prince. Because the queen. Because he's, the, because he's not, because he's the queen's he's, so he's sex not, partner. He's not, yeah, he's not the king. He's like the 
consort, I guess. But they call him the prince. Yes. Even though his his son is the prince. I found that a little bit complicated. A little bit confusing I, to me. Not I, gonna lie. Because I, I was like, oh, it's it must be her son, and then it was like, no, like her husband. I don't know the royal family, so that that sorry, that does not help me. Um, I like you guys are like like Prince Philip, as if that means that who's Prince Philip? The one from um, Sleeping Beauty. Okay. It's Philip and Aurora. That's that's definitely oh. what they're talking about. Like it's like when Prince, when Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, her husband. Oh, her husband's name was Philip. Uh, probably that sounds correct. I thought her husband's name was Arthur. No, I know it's not that. <laughs> huh. Interesting. And yeah, I don't, guys. It's confusing to me. I don't follow the royal family. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that they've called him Prince. Prince Consort. Cool. Yeah, because I guess he marries... Sure. Yeah. Because cool. Athenial is All the right. one that's, like, sure. in charge, so they don't want to, like, put him above her, like, station, I, I guess, is... Cool. I just... The word Prince to me sounds like son, and so it's, like... Yeah, I, right, right. It it sounds like they're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I, I really... I actually don't care at all about royalty i i think it's it's fun in a bygone era i think modern royalty is very silly um but that's just me yep and a lot of other people <laughs> um so she goes he goes to see uh prince briss uh which i laughed every time unfortunately um i i just don't think that you should name a character briss uh maybe it's bryce yeah but don't but like uh, do you know what a briss is no it's um it is the jewish tradition of uh, when, it is what the procedure is called when you snip the um, when you circumcise a baby, that is a bris. Oh, I think it's spelt like this too. Check mod chat, nerdy. Oh, do we have the breakdown? Thank you, monkey. Thank you, monkey. I didn't know that was a thing. And I isn't that isn't the Jewish bris spelt B R Y S? I genuinely have no idea. It might not be. B R I S maybe. Yeah, okay. Briss. I mean, yeah, it's and so close and, enough. And, and so when he when he spelt it B R Y S, I was giggling because I was like, did he name this? And then this guy does that the head is cut off of this royal this royal family wow. at the end of the book. Wow. And so the entire time I the, every time his name came up, I was like, did did Robert Jordan name this character after Jewish circumcisions? Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was like Bryce, but uh, and and look, it probably is Bryce, but I think it's because it, because there's no e at the end. It's just every time I read it, I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that is fair. Is he circumcised? Probably. That, that it was just it, it was yeah. just a name that made me giggle, and I you know like I I don't know how many Jewish people there are in South Carolina, so like I don't know that like I'm not I he it just might be something Robert Jordan was not aware of. Yeah, but being as like familiar with it as I am, um, and you know, just it, it just it just made me laugh. Yeah. Every time when they're like, "This is Prince Briss," and I was like, <laughs> "Like teehee, teehee." Yeah. I also kind of hate that the like head servant, the like most important like person, is the Shatayan, which just sounds like Shaitan to me. Oh yeah, the Shaitan. The Shaitan. I was like Shaitan. Oh Shaitan. 
Shatayan, I I don't. Yeah, it it was a They're little very, it was a little Satan. Very close. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I I noticed that as well. I thought it was Shaitan. I did not realize that I was just being dyslexic for Shaitan. half a book. Um, and so they go. Uh, they go to meet the prince. There's a bunch of people there wearing their hidori, but Lan is like, they haven't worn it in a long time. These fuckers. I can tell. <clears throat> And uh, I walked to school uphill both ways. Rand, or uh, fuck, I keep calling Lan Rand. Um, Lan actually has like a really like sweet moment with Briss's son. Yeah. That I was like, oh, Lan has some fucking like. Good game. Lan is hard. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. Because he fucks. But uh, Lan is like, he's a hard man. Um, and it was nice to have this moment where he reveals that he does not want that for this kid. Yeah. Um, you know, like there are those hard characters who think that everyone needs to be hard because the world is cruel and everyone needs to be so tough to survive. When I was eight years old. I was fighting yeah. trollics with my bare hands. But he's like, no, that you know, I don't want, I don't want that for him. He shouldn't have to grow up that way. A hundred percent that. And I, I just, I loved this beat for Lan so much because this is why I love Lan as a character. Yeah. And and this beat just opens that up even more, right? Like deep down he has to be this hard and he has to be this tough and he has to fight this fight yeah but he's doing it so that that kid doesn't have to yeah and obviously that kid dies and it's very sad it's very but sad. but land has land has land god fuck land and rand it's so hard land having this moment to me is my favorite part of this whole book i'm sorry to spoil hilo but like it just was so in a series that can at some times be a little bit cynical and um, because of the scope of the story that the main series is in the middle of, yeah. everything is so important that there aren't these little moments. Getting a, just this like really human connection between two characters here was it was so wonderful. I, yeah. I really, really, really loved it. Yeah. And I it just it it was this great moment for a character who I really adore. Um, getting to really shine, and it's just, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It was such a good moment, and it means a lot more to Rand's and Lan's relationship mm-hmm. uh, in the main series. Um, I think it was well done. But then, fucking Eden goes and fucks Adderall! Uh, I pledge myself to you, yeah. Lan Mandragoran. We're gonna go fight the Blight. And he's like, oh, fuck, like, let's God go have sex. damn it. All right, Eden. Adderall, whatever the fuck your name is, let's go fuck. Yep. Yeah, poor right. Lan. Um, first, well, first of all, uh, the, first of all, Bryce is like, I'm sorry, I did not know that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bryce is a good he's dude. Like, he's like, I'm do you so want me sorry. to kick her out? And Lan is like, no, it, it gets so much worse if you kick her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go talk to her. I will tell her to fucking um, leave. And they go up to the private balcony. That uh, that's not important later. Definitely not uh, at all important. Yeah. Uh, and so Lan goes to her and she pulls out his hair that she cut when he was fifteen. That she like has rubbed in oil every day. Like, oh yeah, otherwise it'd be dry and awful, right? Um, and so, so they, she like, yeah, she, she makes him pick it up, and then she has more power over him until she takes it from him. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he literally has to... to do everything that she's. It's 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 so fucking gross. Eden I, is literally yeah. the definition of like a fucking groomer. <laughs> she like I, flirts with him as a child. Yeah. They sleep together, and like now she has like this literal cultural power over him mm-hmm. that it, you know he could be like ah fuck you, but like Malkiri and Malkir means so much to him. My face. 
I know. It's that so... one piece is just peeling across. Like... You can see it. It's um, like falling off of my face. Samantha, I agree. The whole system is grooming. And oh, I don't it's fucked. Like it. It's so fucked up. And like, I, yeah, it's definitely, I, I don't like it. I, I, I yeah, mm-hmm. not um, a fan. Orchid Eater, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that people save locks of hair. It's always weird. I think, it, like, if you save teeth and, like, hair. Can I tell you the weirdest hair experience I ever had? Oh, God, sure. Um, I was having dinner at a friend of my parents' house. And they had a kid who I was friends with. And I went to the bathroom. And across from, I sat down. And across from the toilet was a frame that had locks of hair from like I I think it was like every year of like one two three four of my friend's life up until like 13 and it was like framed and like there was like a photo of them in the middle and then it was like the hair like around it and it was like their locks of hair framed and put in not even in like a private bathroom like in the guest bathroom so that anyone who sat down on that toilet had to look at the like 13 years of hair framed on the wall it was, I, like, didn't know how to leave the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, after seeing yeah. it, I was like, I don't know how I go back to dinner and look at a person who I wasn't close with but was a friend in the eye and not go, I saw your whole life. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It was so, it was so strange. That's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. There's some satanic stuff going on around there. They're, like, saving that for, for, for I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was, some it was, ritual. um. It's not my, I don't know, saving, yeah, that, it, all of it, teeth, hair, it's all very strange to me. The foreskin, saving that, it's very strange to me. Yeah. Uh, the umbilical Wait, cord. Wait, saving the foreskin? Foreskin, yeah, umbilical cord, all very weird to me. I don't I get it. I thought people ate the umbilical cord. Some cultures have done that. Let's no, 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 on. not the umbilical cord, sorry, the placenta. Eating the placenta is like Right, a right, right. I heard there's a company that takes your placenta and turns it into pills. And so you like take, eat the placenta as pills because there's like nutrients mm-hmm. in it or something. No, I don't know. I don't. It's uh, it's very weird. All of that is very weird to me. Well, that's our show. Uh, everyone left, so we'll just end it there. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Humans are weird. Yeah. Humans are weird. Um. We cut back to Moraine. Anyways. Uh, oh, uh, Lan, Lan, and Lan is like, oh, if she's gonna be like this, I'm gonna go fuck the shit out of her. Yeah, basically, he's like, I have no choice in the matter, so I might as well just break her back. <laughs> <laughs> Dedzy, bad, bad Dedzy. Ew, gross. Uh, Y'all are making the, me hungry. Thank you for the super chat. That is. Uh, that is insane that you just wrote that. That yeah. is truly insane that you just wrote yeah. that. Oh, sh- and she's like, oh, you're going to marry my daughter. Let's, oh, we skipped over that. Yeah, Estelle. Yeah. Let's fuck. We're well, yeah. going to marry my daughter, but we're going to have I'm going to fuck you, and then I'm going to marry you to my child. Three days. Like, he's not allowed to leave his room because the fucking thing is on the... Anyways, anyways, it's all all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. So we come back to Moraine. Moraine is looking for Swan in the poor parts of the city because she knows that Swan won't spend her money on a nice to bed. Spend money, yeah. Which so she is pops, hilarious. She pops into a few places and is like, uh, "Nope, they have no idea what I'm looking for." And then she pops into this one place that's like, "Well, let's before we get to that because okay. I don't want to talk about yeah, that." Yeah. But I do actually really like the she like is like they're she's because they're so low status inns they don't have a place for her to put her horse, and so yeah. when we were talking about. 
what was the thing with the horse recently that we were watching? The thing with the horse? Yes. We were watching a movie or a show with a horse. Attack on Titan as horses? No, and they put the reins on the tree, and you were like, would the horse stay? Oh, that was Last of Us. Last of Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, you can honestly just drop the horse reins. If you drop them straight down, a, a well-trained horse knows to just stay. And then that came up in this. And like, like, oh, okay. like the day after we were watching Last of Us, this chapter, he's like, yeah, if you just leave the horse reins, a well-trained horse will stay. And I was like, I was fucking right in the Last of Us reaction. I don't know much about horses. It's fine. I should be right. I've, I've, I've rode horses growing up, but. Yeah. I've only done it like three times, maybe. Um, And the horse has to be well-trained. But I liked this. I liked the yeah. storytelling around her using this ward to like defend her horse yeah it's like like a little like alarm bell (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um yeah it was was just fun Uh, i liked the i liked the like progression of her working her way through the port parts of town with everyone being like you're in danger and she's like no i am the danger i am the danger because lan is like yeah stay out of the shady parts no no i'm gonna fucking go into all the shady parts no she's like you no she's that's not what she's she's like i have to go unfortunately i have to she doesn't want to be there she's like i have to go to the shady parts because that's where swan will be if Swan's not in the shady parts, so like. But even Swan is like, I knew you would look for me here. Swan shows up and is like, I thought you might be looking for me here because um, I am a gutter rat. I don't know. I, Maureen is petty as fuck. Um, Swan and I would not get along. I'd be like, no, Swan, we're getting a nice hotel room. I do not want to fucking deal with fucking, like, yeah. I've stayed in a Super 8 exactly one time and I will never do it again. Yeah, Because yeah. I don't trust those sheets. no. I will pay a little bit more to feel like they probably actually do laundry. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyways, Moraine comes across an inn in the shady parts of town that's, like, not super shady. It's really nice inside. The yeah. innkeeper's, like, the really hot. hot and she's friendly. Like, she's sexy. Mar- wearing silk. Yeah, Moraine is like, have you seen a, a Tyrion t- t- with a blue eyes? And she's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think I have. Here, have some wine. And Moraine is like, no, you have some wine. Does she use compulsion here? I think so. Is 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 the band use of compulsion a blue secret that they teach them like day one? It makes sense for like the spy Aja. Yeah, but I was like, oh shit, Moraine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she leaves that woman to be uh, raped and murdered. Well, we don't know that she was raped or murdered. We just know she might. Maybe she, they just beat her up. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I don't look. Look, the woman's a human trafficker. I don't. Feel I don't have bad a lot of her. sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you are a terrible person. You like steal pretty women and sell them. It. She's literally a human trafficker. Um, it's a fear-inducing weave, but she drank the thing. But she forces her to drink it. I don't know. I don't understand how. Yeah, she scares her. But that would I thought involve it was, anxiety. I thought it was like a compulsion thing to make her drink it. It's inflaming her emotions to manipulate them. Okay. That's compulsion. I don't I like you can you can say that that isn't compelling someone, but making someone magically so scared of you that they do what you say is still compulsion. It's I don't yeah, it's it's weird. Like like that that is that is threading that gets to the problem with the the three oaths of like, ah, I didn't technically use it as a weapon. It I was just not a weapon. pushed yeah. the boulder down the hill with the one power. I didn't know it was going to squish the man. 
You know what I mean? Like you're you're start you're starting to draw like real thin lines. So a compulsion with extra steps. Yeah, it, it, it's you know the the ends is like the same, but it's not the band weave that compulsion is. So so it's like it's like in Harry Potter. Sorry to bring it up. I bring up Harry Potter a lot, but it's just an easy. It's a cultural touchstone. Uh, one of the things I find so like hilarious about Harry Potter is that Avada Kedavra is this like super evil curse. Yeah. Because it kills instantly without pain. But if you burn someone alive with incendio, that is less illegal. Incendio! Like, I would think that the Avada Kedavra curse would be, like, the most used curse in, like, certain hospital situations. Or, you know what I mean? Like, no, 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 but, like, that would be... No, the problem if with Avada Kedavra is that you have to mean it. So that would never work in a hospital unless you had a psychopathic doctor who wanted to kill you. No, because I could mean it. I could want them to die to be out of pain. Right, but but this is my point. But like the the idea that the that using this this one spell that is not that is quick and painless is less is more illegal than burning someone alive by shooting fire out of your one a spell that they teach to like twelve year olds is fucking insane to me. You have a point there. Yes, yes. Like I'm just like I don't know. That doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't use it often. I'm just saying occasionally you might need it, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. I'd prefer a healing spell. Well, obviously. I'm saying, like, if you're terminal and in pain for the rest yeah. of your life. I'm or, or like, I'm like, you know what? Just finish it. Like, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that, like, even Spells if, don't kill people. People kill people. Oh, fuck. Am I arguing for the Second Amendment now? Oh, God no. God damn it. No, don't do that. Wait a second. Reducto. Yeah, you can literally turn someone into a pile of dust. Yeah, no, uh, Avada Kavorkian is the merciful variant used in hospitals. Silly porn. First of all, your name's great. But that is so, that is fucking brilliant. If you just came up with that off the top of your head in this moment, Avada Kavorkian, that is fucking hilarious. That is well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Desideck, thank you uh, for that super chat. I appreciate it. Um, it's like suggestion as opposed to mind control. Also, first time making the live chat. Welcome on in. Yeah, it's basically the same, a different, a slightly different means to the same end. But yeah. I was like, oh shit, I, this is like compulsion. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she leaves the human trafficker to her to consequences. To consequences that are not specified. <sighs> I don't feel so bad about it. Like maybe I should, but I don't. I. And Moraine is like, I don't feel bad about it. I wanted to do it three more times, but that would have been suspicious. I know. And honestly, I was like, fuck. Like if you know, I think like if I was nice to die, and I had the means to like bring justice to like shooting people, I don't know what I would do any different than Moraine did. The problem is that it. it the problem is that it violates the three oaths. Well, no, it's not a weapon. She uses the one power to force, the, not to incapacitate to, them. To incapacitate, incapacitate, not weapon. In, inca incapacitate. Incapacitate. There you go. We got, I got there. there. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> the woman, and then leaves her to be like attacked by people. Like, how is that not using do, the one power as a weapon? She doesn't do the attacking. She's not hurting her. This is where the splitting her. This is why the three oaths are garbage. Bonkers. Bonkers. Garbage. I know. I know. Oh, no, no, no. I just knocked her out so that she could be attacked by multiple other people yeah. in an incapacitated state. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't. Yeah, that's that's Maureen in the But I like, I like Maureen here. I Look, if you, if you traffic women, 
I I have no sympathy for you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna catch me being like, oh no, <laughs> the human trafficker. Oh, I'm so sad. It's like Shimon says, she made her drink a beverage. It's not her fault that it was roofied, <clears throat> right? She didn't. She didn't know. She was suspicious. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No yeah. Sympathy. And if it had just been wine, there would have been no consequences. Exactly. It's her own fault. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's fair. It is her own fault. That's fair. Um, so that she does finally find Swan. Well, Swan finds her. Well, yes, yes, yes. Um, they, they meet. But there's a problem because they're there to see Innes Domain. Um, and Innes Domain's husband's dead, so she's in mourning for a month. Yeah, and so, so they're not going to be able to. They need to come up with a plan. First, they go to a bank, they get some money out, they go to a dressmaker, and Moraine is like, make me ship fast. Or else I'm gonna pay you less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it's not really how haggling works, um, unless you're massively overpaying. Um, she's ma- and she says she is massively overpaying. Like that woman is like, oh my god, gold. Yeah, I know, but like if you threaten me, if you're look, I'm not gonna lie. If you threaten me like that, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna like leave some loose stitches in there. Like those clothes are gonna fall apart on you in not like if an she's embarrassing paying moment. Paying like ten times market price. I thought she was only paying double. No, so here's the thing. She says that the the gown costs like a gown costs ten gold in Tarvalon, but like ninety five percent of that is the sewing cost is so high in Tarvalon that here it's absolutely nothing. The silk costs the same amount, but a silk dress probably costs like a gold maybe. Like, you read that differently than I did, and your interpretation makes way more sense than mine did. Oh, I did not understand that sentence very well, and you putting it in context like that. Yes, I get it. Now. The silk is the same price. It is the cost of labor. The cost of labor is so much highly cheaper. inflated. And so in, by paying the same yes. price, I okay, never mind. I take it back. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, silly Pom, uh, Pom, thank you for the super chat. God's new conflict <laughs> of next gen wizarding books. A new forbidden curse. Kerma Gusnellian erases unborn children. Oh my god. Just bail fire it, you know? <gasps> Wait, could you bail fire the baby to the point where you never had the sex in the first place? So you could like be a virgin again? <laughs> I want to bail fire my hymen back into place. Oh my god, I hate that idea so much. It's a localized bail fire just inside of the vagina. <laughs> just to return the ba- just to return the hymen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we're gonna not spend time on that. Do we're- you know Hyman, the actor in Calgary? Did you ever meet Hyman? No. There's an inc- there's an incredible like community actor in in Calgary named Hyman who did a lot of like front row center and stuff. No, I did not. And know I, unfortunately, that. the first time I met him, I was twelve, and I was like, <laughs> "You're such an asshole." Wow. Wow. Wowie. Um. I, yeah. Hmm. Dakuna, would you say that the rent in Tarvalon is too damn high? It's like Toronto rent. Jesus Christ. Oh, wait. If you don't live in New York, you wouldn't know what that means. That's a shame. It's a very local joke. There's a there's a guy who ran in New York City for, like, city council, and his pitch, his whole thing was, the rent is too damn high. The thing is, I've heard that before. And he, like, kind of went before. viral for it. It was very yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have heard. I have heard that. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh, yeah, she's this like... This is such a weird I know, podcast. I know, We've revealed on. so much weird personal shit we today. We are moving on. Um, yeah, the... <laughs> Selena's like, uh, I'm really busy because the King of Malkir is here. And Marina's like, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? The King died 25 years ago. Like, get fucked. Like... 
So she orders the coins and is like, I need them done immediately. And uh, Selena's like, impossible. And the Moraine gives money and she's like, just kidding. Uh, totally possible. She has them in like two days. So they go up to Ayas Daishar. Um, and they pretend that um, <laughs> this this was tough for me. So they, they call Swan Suki. Suki, yeah. 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 And I, uh, guys, I really like the television show True Blood. But I cannot see Suki without hearing what's his face, Steven, whatever his name is, going, Suki. And so every every single time it comes up, this book was a lot of that with Briss. Like there was a lot of name stuff in this book giggling. that just made me giggle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was thinking about True Blood of him being like, Suki. Nerdy is sitting there and he's like. <laughs> Literally. Guys, I like New Spring a lot. I had a lot of fun reading this book. That's this was fair. the most, this was one of the most like enjoyable reading moments for the Wheel of Time. Yeah. It's such an easy read book and the story is good and yeah. the characters are interesting but like there were a couple of moments I just, I was like, I'm just giggling about, I'm having fun. Yeah. I, I, I was really back to like, oh, I'm having fun with the Wheel of Time again for the first time in a while and yes. it was so nice. I, I don't know why people said to skip this. I don't know either. I know people are like, don't, don't worry about New Spring. I'm like, no, New Spring's fucking great. James I would have read it earlier. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't know. James, James Smith, thank Smith, you for that thank super you for chat. The super chat. We appreciate it. Good that book come back. Yes, Hi. it is. I'm so excited to start Knife of Dreams next week. Very, very, very excited. Yes. Uh, just saying hi from work. My love to the mods. Love to the mods. Suki. Guys, we, we love the mods. Uh, Josh, welcome back to the nerd table. <laughs> right there with you on the vampire build pronunciation. Yeah, uh, every time. <laughs> uh, way behind on stream, just heard you show. He'll fire my hymen. I'd get that shirt for someone. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sindoche? Not Schenectady? I'm sorry, what? Sindoche? Is that how you say that name? Schenectady. No, the... The first one. I think that they've synect. I think they're saying synecticky, but it's schenectic schenectedy. What? Yeah, schenectedy, New York. I don't know what that is, but thank you for coming back to the nerd table. Um, Turbox says we want the first paragraph of epilogue of Knife of Dreams before we call it a day. We're not going to read the epilogue of Knife of Dreams. You mean the? Do you mean the, the prologue? prologue? Turbock, welcome back to the nerd table for a full year. Uh, yeah, we're not going to read the end, but we might read the beginning. <laughs> read, the, read the epilogue of Knife of Dreams before you leave here today. No, you know what I we used will to, not do that. You know what I used to do with books? I used to read the very last word and then start the book. I, don't I love know it was just penis. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Penis. Why? Why the last word? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. It was like, what can I deduce from this? And usually, absolutely nothing. Because yeah, the last word is usually like, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, welcome back to the nerd table. Might as well add a message since we're getting a train. Let's train it up. Hype train. Let's oh fucking go. Um, I got to pee really bad. So you Pre keep going. Please read the first letter of each page. <laughs> and make a sentence out of it. So um, uh, chapter 25 is an answer. Um. Moraine goes to see Prince Briss. Oh my God, my <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Don't peel at it. Do you have scissors? Yeah. You know, Clarus is so upset. Uh, when is Attack on Titan season two reaction? Moshe, uh, that'll be on Thursday. On Tuesday, it's gonna be the um, uh, we're doing a reaction to Attack on Titan, uh, Attack on Titan in nine minutes on Tuesday, and then episode. 
201 and 202 will both be on Thursday in one video. Yeah, I would peel at it. Yeah, Deadsy, but they said, like, really don't peel at it. So don't you hate when you mess up a super chat? I No, no, because I'm perfect. I don't mess things up. I am I'm always correct. We don't have time. I need to keep going. Um so yeah, she goes to meet Briss. Um and uh she learns that Lan is actually the lost king of Malkir, which she was like, oh fuck, that's new information. That's fucking crazy. Um and she is like, oh, I don't feel very good. She runs into Marian. Marian has made it there, but she's not with Laurel. And she's like, wait. And Marian's like, oh no, Laurel left me to go do something random. And Marine and Marine is like, I don't fucking trust that at all. So Marian goes, or so Moraine, fuck. Marian, fuck, fuck, fuck. They can't, these names are too similar. There's, the S names and the M names, guys. M names are the new S names. Um, so Moraine goes to Lan and is like, yo, can you have uh Bukama follow Marian, but not fucking Ryan, because Moraine is putting it together. The wheels are turning. Moraine is like, look, I know that Ryan met with an Aes Sedai. It's probably Marianne here. And on, so I need you to have Bukama follow Marianne and then have Bukama tell a woman named Suki to tell me what Marianne does. No flaws in this plan at all. No, it just gets like five people killed. Um, no problem. No, 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 no big deal. Uh, and so Lan is like, sure. <laughs> okay, fine. You know what? Fine. Um, <laughs> because because Moraine is like, there was a pledge made and held since the War of the Hundred Years that Malkir would ride when the White Tower called. I am Aes Sedai. I call you. I feel like Lan is really, I feel like Lan is in, in danger. If He's any Aes Sedai can be like, hey, remember Malkir? And Lan's like, fuck, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that kind of sucks. I know. I know, I cut it off, but, like, it still looks fucking crazy. Yeah. It's literally, like, flapping around on my chin. I know, it's pretty big. I'm surprised you weren't just, like, cackling. I, I've been laughing on the inside. <laughs> great, great, great. <clears throat> Love that for me. Uh, And so, Lan is like, look, like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Because we called for the aid of the White Tower, and they did not come. And Moraine is like, look... This shit's sealed to the tower. I can't say this, but I'm gonna fucking say it because I'm oh, more no. rain damage red, and I don't give a fuck. Here's the thing: we she, send people. She she agrees, and he was like, "I want you to answer one single question for me," and she's like, "Okay, you know what? Fair. That's that is fair." Because she doesn't agree. She's like, "The white the white tower had to like hide that it didn't get there in time." By saying that that by not saying that they ever sent anybody, and I was like. That's messed up like yeah, yeah. they they because because it is dangerous for the white tower to be seen as having tried and failed yeah and so it's easier to just say they didn't go where was the white tower when malkia fell yeah they were like okay gondor was fighting in Asgillia. Yeah, yeah. Gondor had its own shit like yes the west fold was falling but so Sorry, was Asgillia. yeah like, jesus christ dude yeah. We were fighting our own war. Also, you didn't light the beacons. The the whole beacons thing. You could have lit them, but you didn't do it. Well, so like we don't know that they didn't light them. I don't know if that's ever said. You think they were rebuilt that fast? Those there's like eighty five how'd they get all that wood up there? Those beacons were massive. They've got watchers who like I'm sure have extra wood available. They just have backup beacons? Probably. Yeah. They've got a woodshed, you know? <sighs> I'm just saying, like 
Yes, the steward of Gondor did not come when the Westfold fell, but his son was in fucking Osgiliath fighting the fucking same enemy. Sorry, y'all. We're very excited. We're doing a Lord of the Rings marathon with our friends on Sunday, and we're really looking we forward to it. Surprise! Where? Here. Dude, our house is a disaster right now. Oh, my God. You already... You did. He's, he's pretending. Um, I'm Pretending what? I feel like I want to... We should, like, live tweet through the whole through the whole. 12 hours. You can. I'm going to be asleep in my chair. I'm going to be the old man at the party. You're going to be asleep. Anyways, very excited about Lord of the Rings Marathon. Um, You're not invited. Sorry we brought it up. Um, (laughs) Some people in the chat are invited. Thrag, welcome back to the nerd table. Um, Thank you. We appreciate that. God damn it. (laughs) This has been such a fucking nightmare. Um, So yeah, so Maureen is like, this is sealed to the tower, but I'll tell you. Uh, and she does. And Lan is like, you know what? Fair. Cool. Let's do this. And so they become teammates. <laughs> Let's do this. They have like a secret handshake and everything. <clears throat> and so, um, Moraine goes back to her rooms and, um, Isel is there and Isel is like, yo, I want to go to the white town. I don't want to marry Lan, even though he's the hottest person on earth, apparently, and everybody wants to fuck him. But my she mom already fucked that. him. And I, no, she, she's literally like, I would, but my mom was there first. Yeah. She's, she's like, literally it's like, weird. Look, Lan is fucking hot as fuck. Yeah. But my mom fucked him and I don't know that I can do that. And I'm like, Asel, I feel you. I would run away to all girls school too. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It is very, um, very strange. Um, and so the, uh, so she's like, okay, then go. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Get on a horse and go to the white tower. Like, fuck off. like, I don't have time for you. And so Swan shows up and, Bukama worked quick because Swan's like, yeah, this is what was up. Yeah. And Moraine's like, okay, cool. Yep. So uh, Swan is like, uh, look, I lied to um, this guy named Cal. Uh, he's a Jedi. Uh, he's this ginger. He's this hot ginger dude. In the sequel, he's going to have this nice scruff. Don't worry about um, it. Don't worry about it. But uh, so Cal and I, in my head, Cal is... It's Cal Kestis. I love that. Cal Kestis shows up in the prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's like, I didn't fuck him. I kissed him. I might fuck him. He's hot. I might. But um, I told him that I spilled wine on you and that you fired me so that I can sneak into the grieving woman's apartments yeah. so that I can interrogate her. Don't worry. It's not his bed. Cool. Yet. Cool. Uh, I know. I was like, wow. And Getting so spicy. we cut to chapter 26. When to surrender. Lan. Making his way downtown, walking fast, faces pass, and he's homebound. Uh, and he's hiding from Marian and Adain and Azel. He's just trying to sneak around. Uh, and then he he's successful. He hides behind a statue um, because that's the best place to hide. And then he goes up to the stairs, and then suddenly he's falling. So and he's like, boop. reading this, I was like, Lan doesn't fall. Lan is very clumsy. Yeah. Lan, Lan, Lan he's got good feet. Um, Scott especially when they're, you know, at the end of a workout, they're a little sweaty and you know, they got a little bit of a musk. And so he's flying on the stairs and he realizes, oh, someone tried to kill me with the one power. I'm going to go talk to Moraine because it was probably her because I just saw Marian. And then Moraine is like, no, it was definitely Marian. We have to go. Uh, Lan also saw um, Isel with Briss or some shit. I don't know. But so Moraine is like, look, we need to go right. stop them. Where would Briss be? And he's like, well, the balcony. There's, where's the private, where's a private place that they wouldn't be disturbed? And um, uh, James Ross, I very much don't have a thing for feet. I just think foot fetishes are funny, so I make jokes about them. Um, but I, this is not a bit. 1,000%. 
I do not have a foot fetish. I know that sounds like the lady doth protest it too much, but my wife is right here, and she can confirm. Uh, that is not my thing at all. I have I have things. I'm into weird shit. Feet, not one of them. Yeah, yeah, can confirm. Definitely not. Uh, definitely not into feet. Um, but I'll yeah, do anything so... once, but not feet. So so Lan goes Again. to Moraine, right? Because <clears throat> Lan. Lan... Lan falls down the stairs and that is what I just said, nearly yes. dies. Then goes to Bukama, who is Oh, so stabbed. he goes to Bukama first. I yes. forgot about Bukama. Yes, yes, yes. Fuck. No, we can't skip over Bukama. So, no, he, he gets pushed down the stairs. Yeah. He nearly dies, but doesn't because he's lucky. Taviran? Yeah. Taviran, question mark? Taviran, question mark. He makes his body soft when he falls down the stairs. That's what he does. Oh my god, a woman used the one power on me and I lost my erection. Uh, and then w he's like literally getting up at the bottom of the stairs and someone is like, is that Lan? Lan, you need to come right now. And he's like, I just got soft because of the one power. I don't think I can come yet. And he's like, no, no, it's Bukami. He's like, oh, come with you. Yeah. And so. Right, 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 right. Of course, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> and so they run. They run. And yeah, Bukami's dead. Dead. Stabbed. In the back. So sad. Through the heart. Honestly, it is actually very sad. It is sad. No, <laughs> like, I'm not I joking. Like, like oh, I was wow. like, dude, That's what? <laughs> no, it sucks. Yeah. And so Lan goes to Moraine because he's like, what did Moraine get me into? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this legitimately, like, I was surprised given how little I cared about Bukama at the end of the first half of the book. Mm. Because those all of the Lan stuff in the first half of the book was just kind of like, whatever. There was no plot to it. It was just like, it was just so a that reminder. when they showed up in the second half, it, it wasn't, wasn't weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, sure. I was surprisingly caught up in the him being dead. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautifully written. And yeah, like, it was well I, I was like, hey, guys, F's in chat for Bukama. F's Bukaki. in chat for Bukama. Uh, <laughs> Mike, thank you for the super chat. Finally catching live. Been such a trip experiencing the series again through your eyes. Thank you. Nerdy yelling like the little kid on Christmas morning when the Ashman shows up was such a highlight. I got excited. Top top five moments, honestly. Top five moments. Top, top five. It's not quite as good as... Uh, she spun around before you came on her from behind. Not, but quite. it's like it's 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 number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, um, so then Lan goes to Moraine. Yes, it's like the fuck because you Lan is like, "What you got Bukama killed?" And she's like, "Yeah, but she's more like, people are gonna die." Oops, I fucked up. Yeah, uh, more people are gonna die if we don't go now. And so they run up to the balcony where, like the, this is so epic. The way he wrote the magic fight here, like there's so much to. This final battle, Lan versus Ryan and Moraine versus Marianne. I kept thinking Swan was going to show up and turn the tide. Me too. Because Swan kind of just disappears at the end of the book. She does, yeah. Um, But like this this whole fight sequence was so fucking good. This was one of yeah. the top fights in the series for me. I agree. I, the I stakes agree. are super high. They're, they lost, you know, like they both they both lost and found a way to still win. Yeah. Which, which was Which was great. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, Lan is like, no, he was the better swordsman. Yeah. But I, like, he, he gave up before, uh, before I was dead, right? You only, yeah. you only give up when you're dead. Um, and he thought that his arm being injured was, like, an issue. Yeah. And then, yeah, Mar Marianne puts a fucking shield on Moraine, no problem, while she's still holding people with the one power. Yeah. And Moraine sta stabs her in the back. Does it, the only thing that she can do, right? Um, yeah, surrender when you're dead. And so, uh, yeah, and Marianne is so cocky about her power in the one power yeah. that she forgets that her she physical forgets. body exists too. Yeah, she yeah. forgets. She doesn't have a warder there. It's um, so, like, this This is one of the top fights in all of 
in all of the series. I agree. It's so well yes. written. Yes. Like it really is so fucking well written. Yeah. Um, Loved it. Like very, very, very well done. Yeah. Um, and and Lan and like the moment when like Moraine turns to Lan to hoping he can help her and realizes that he isn't winning. Yeah. Like all of it. It's just so fucking good. Yeah. That I was like, because it, it reminds me of the early fights in um in the series, right? Yeah. Like um, Nynaeve against Mogidian 1.0. Uh, uh, Rand and um, uh, Balzaman fighting in the sky. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. those, those the the epic fights that are still personal. Yeah. I feel like that, but part of what the slog feels like to me is that none of the fights are personal. Everything is on either a massive scale or it's with an enemy who we don't really, no, no one has like a personal connection to. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's missing that like, Face to face, uh, Ran versus Turok is one for sure. Yeah, it's uh, the the slog is missing the um, the 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 greater stakes and the smaller stakes simultaneously. Yeah, in different ways. And so so the all of all of the stakes of those books just feel a little bit less like they matter to the characters on an, on a day to day basis. Yeah, and this reminded me so much of why I loved Robert Jordan's writing from those early books. Like New Spring really did invigorate my love of the franchise. Yeah, in that I was like, oh, this is. When he writes like this, it really is some of the best shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Or, or like Perrin, Perrin leading the fight in Emmons Field, right? Um, and, and like the, the the personal stakes of every beat of that fight to Perrin. Yeah. And I, I just thought like, oh shit, this is what I love so much about the first books about the Wheel of Time brought back to me. Yeah. And I'm so grateful we read it because I, I think this book is great, guys. It, the, I feel like the first half is a little bit unnecessary um, to the plot. Uh, it's fun for like the main series There's to like, some, like know that stuff. Interesting stuff in there for sure, but like it really picks up. But like God, the second half of this book is it's it's great. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking great, and I just loved it. Yeah. 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 I think it. I think it was like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what this what this moment like means to our characters moving forward, I think is really. Uh, it's it's very poignant. Yeah. Uh, Topher, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, Mary Marianne, it just like takes the little boy, just like chucks him off the roof, takes his dad, chucks him off the roof, and then takes his L and just, chucks off the roof. Yeah. And Moraine, even though she's not shielded in that moment with a cell, she is so spent. Yeah. And so like Marianne did so much damage to her that even though she won that fight, she still doesn't have the Ability. She's not back to being able to c- capture the source yet, so she can't use a source to fucking save a cell. So even though she's won the fight, she suffers one final defeat even after. Like that yeah. is that that it's it's good writing. It it really is good writing, and yeah. it it was so captivating. Yeah, yeah, it's it's well done. It's very well done. Marianne is the defenestrator. I love that word. I don't know what that. I've never heard that before. To defenestrate someone mm-hmm. means to throw them out a window. It's such a specific, it is the, it's like the most specific thing in the world. Yeah. Like, why do we have a word for literally throwing someone out a window? I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird, right? That is very weird. Okay. Interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> Philip says, how are you feeling going back into Knife of Dreams after this versus how you felt after Crossroads of Twilight? I am hopeful that Knife of Dreams has this feeling of setups and payoffs and, and, and really having these like emotional conclusions to stories 
and and having epic fights that also matter to our characters on a personal level. I, I hope that this feeling continues. Yeah, this, it was invigorating. This is how I felt at the end of Lord of Chaos, right? Yeah. When I was like, oh, fuck, I love this. Yeah. And, yeah. Or or the end of Shadow Rising or, or you know, the end of Fires of Heaven. There's things in Fires of Heaven I don't like as much. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. But the, the the end of Fires of Heaven is fucking rad, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there, there's so much in this series that is this good. It just hasn't felt that way in a while, and it's been the slog is it's tough to get through. Honestly, for me, there, there's yep. a lot in there that I'm like, I we slogged, but like this, this feeling, the the feeling of the final chapter of this book is worth that to me. Yeah, and this I I feel the same way about Attack on Titan. If you're following that, like I'm like, look, like I didn't like uh, an arc of Attack on Titan, but like, I, if we get there in the end, it will have been worth it. Yeah, 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 and some yeah. people are like, no, you have to enjoy it now, and I'm like, well, I don't. Like, sorry, but I don't. But I, I'm, I'm not gonna like. People are like, well, if you don't like it right now, you should quit. And I'm like, that's not how I roll, dude. Like, yeah, I will get through the tough parts of a series to get to the stuff that I like. I'll complain about it. Sure, I'll make content complaining, and people will be like, I don't like when you complain, and I'm like, I don't like when I complain either. I want this to be great. I want it to feel like the end of New Spring feels because when art and when when content and art feel like this. It feels like I'm like tapping into humanity on another level that I can't do on my own. That I need someone to hold my hand and show me humanity in a way that I can't experience by myself. Yeah. And I hope to tell stories like that in my life, right? I hope that I've done that with my art and with my performance. But I can't do that for myself. Somebody else has to show me humanity in ways that I cannot show myself. And I hope to do that for other people. And the end of New Spring does that. Yeah. In a way that I was like, oh, fuck, I was so in. Yeah. When fucking Briss gets dropped off the balcony, you're like, fuck, what do we do? Yeah. Like, what do we, like, like, he's just dead. "Ah!" Yeah. And she's so evil. And like, I have little nitpicks throughout. Yeah. You can go through this book and be like, yeah, but you didn't like this. You didn't like this beep, 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 beep. Yes. I am like that. That is how my brain works. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can like a whole while still being like, I didn't like page 26. I love the book. I just didn't like page 26. I think that this could have been stronger. I think this could have been stronger. This didn't make sense to me because of whatever, but I still like the thing. Yeah. This, yeah, sorry. I feel like I'm just going on. But this was just, this is what I've been waiting for through three books that I just didn't like very much. Yeah. Uh, James Smith, thank you so much for the five gifted subs. We really appreciate that. Um, So. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get through the end of the book so we can, just because we are coming up on three hours. Uh, Moraine heals Lan. Uh, she talks to Swan. She's like, look, you need to go back to the White Tower and become the Amarillin Seat because that's what the main series says happens. Yes. Uh, they do some puzzling out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Moraine is like, look, I have all the pieces and I can't like, I can't figure out exactly how it all fits together. And Swan is good at puzzles. So she's she's like, oh, the Black Aja don't know when the dragon was reborn. They're going yes. around slaughtering... Anyone who seems lucky. Anyone who seems too lucky for mm-hmm. coincidence, which is fucking crazy. But, it, you know, they're they're doing what they, they got to do. But they also have the defense of the Red... That is the Red Aja's purpose. And Galena, who's the head of the Red Aja, like, I, like the, the, the Red Aja is the perfect curtain for the Black Aja. Yes, yes yeah. it is, yeah. My only, like, qualm with the end of this book, with little little tiny thing... I feel like Suan doesn't really do a whole lot. Yeah. And then she kind of like figures out the puzzle at the end. I wish, I wish that Suan had helped teach Moraine a little bit to see, 
to, to puzzle it out for herself. Yes. Yeah, if yeah. I could make like a tiny little minor change to this, it would be that they kind of figured it out together and Swan helped her get there. And it, it allowed Moraine to grow and become more of the, like... I don't know, puzzle master, but like, but like, uh, but like the person that we know her in I Have a World where she seems like she is incredibly competent and smart and really good at figuring those things out. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a, in, like a minor little thing that uh, in my head I was like, I think it would have been a, a nice moment of character growth and like a lesson from Swan and yeah, having having that all kind of like tie in together. It's it's very like very very like minimal. I don't think it really changes the end of the story much, but um, I, I do wish that... It yeah. would have justified... I feel Swan like Swan being, being there is just... It's kind of weird that she's there and she's like, I weird. might fuck Cal. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. figured out a puzzle and you're like, yeah. you weren't there. For, like, I, or, I or just have her be there for the fight or... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had just like imparted like a little bit of a lesson. <clears throat> um, and, and, you know, Swan is like trying to help Moraine with how she sees the world so that when they separate, they go their separate ways. They don't see each other forever. That Moraine can like take that um, into part of herself, right? Cal uh, so. Franson says, "Who plays young Moraine and Swan?" I would cast uh, Catherine Newton as young Moraine. I think that she has the same like big blue eyes that Moraine has mm-hmm. uh, from uh, she's in the new Ant Man movie. Uh, I would cast her as young Moraine, and I would cast Zendaya as young Swan. Oh, really? I was gonna say Bailey Bass. Ooh, Bailey Bass would be good too. Bailey Bass, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sip. <laughs> Play the young versions of those women. I would I would cast Catherine Newton and yeah Bailey Bass or Zendaya. Yeah 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 yeah. No I I like that a lot. Um so then uh, Moraine sends Moraine is like look you're gonna you're gonna go be Amberlynn's seat and I'm gonna travel the world with Lan because he doesn't know yet but I he's already left so she goes after him. She follows him and she's like look you're not a dark friend and the first day I met you I made a promise to myself that if you weren't a dark friend I was going to make you my warder so do you want to be my warder and he's like no and she's like okay but okay but 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 you want to go die in the blight because you want to fight the shadow yeah and then she actually tells him everything and is very honest with him yeah she she's she lays it all out and through the power of communication guys 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 it's the fucking wheel of time <laughs> the power of communication it's the fucking wheel of time and through the power of communication one character changes another character's mind about a situation to get him on board with what she wants to do yes. what the fuck is happening I did robert know. jordan go to therapy these characters talk to one another and are honest uh-huh. and because of that good things happen it is almost like <laughs> almost like characters should fucking communicate what because it works out yeah it's fucking crazy it's i was reading nice. this and i was like wait she's being honest yeah 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 am i reading another book series is no. this is i was like is the epilogue of this book like uh um like uh an insert for like another like series that someone paid to be at the end of the book to like oh sell their God. book series. What is happening? No, no, it fucking works. Speakeasy, thank you for the super chat. Speakeasy V, when Lan agrees to be a warder, it seems like Moraine gives him something to live for at yeah. so much depth for her death and Lan's depression. Well, especially because in her death, she once more gives Lan something to live for by sending him off to Morel, but she knows he's headed towards Nynaeve. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Communication is. It's so good the, to see. The fact that the prequel ends with communication and I sit there reading the prequel knowing this never happens again. <laughs> 20 years later, this part of the world, completely gone. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because the dark one is touching through and he's like, I, he, he can't control the weather anymore. So he's like, I'm just going to stop anyone from being honest with each other ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But it was nice. It was so, oh, it was a perfect way to end the book. And it was the, it's the only border bonding that we've seen that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, no, well, no. Elaine, Alvienda, and um, me. And, right, that one I'm comfortable yeah, yeah. with. Yeah. No, so there's two water bondings I'm comfortable with. That's fair. Uh, James Smith, welcome back to the nerd table. Yeah. <laughs> Communication, what is that? The dark one does corrupt the Wi-Fi. <sighs> yeah. Carlos, do you want to do your high-low? Do I? Uh, guys, uh, so the way that we do high-low here, it's something that I did growing up with my family at the dinner table where we would celebrate each other's highs and commiserate over each other's lows brought us together as a family. Uh, and so we do it here with Clarissa doing her high, me doing my low, then Clarissa doing her low, then me doing my high. Uh, we're going to do it, uh, do for the second half, and then if it's different for the whole book, do that. Because we're not going to do a full book recap. Um, mm. Do both. Uh, but we do it that way so that we compliment sandwich the books, uh, even when we don't like them. Like Crossroads of Twilight. But we like this book a lot. It's really we do. good. We don't like... skip New Spring. It's, it's actually like one of the better books in the series. Yeah. We just talked about it, but my high is the, that, that final moment of communication and, like, the reward for it. Like, yeah. it, it really was so refreshing yeah. to see Moraine be like, this is all the information that I have. Yeah. And I trust you with it. And, like, I, oh, God. It, it's like, thank God. I never thought I'd live long enough to see, like, to see the day. Um, Orkady, I like the people in chat who are saying Alan because it's making me think of Jurassic Park 3 when the... Velociraptor dream sequence happening. He's like, Alan. I all I can all I can think of is the like fucking um, animals, the Discovery Channel thing. Where it's like, Alan, Alan, Alan. No, no, no. That's 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 Steve. Uh, Steve. James Smith, thank you for that, uh, for joining the Narcs. Communication. What is that? Sadly, this all happened in the past, and then it all stops. Wheel of Time. Here we go. Uh, you, you yeah, you missed that. Okay. I totally missed it. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, Lo- I was I was reading Alan and I was chuckling to myself about Velociraptor dreams. <laughs> Lobo, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> Have you seen Tor is rumored to be asking around if anyone is interested in writing more Wheel of Time books? I will do it. More Wheel of Time books. Tor, hear me out. Hear me out, Tor. Let me write a like trilogy of stories about the men who fought in the Trolloc Wars. Let There's, me do it. I will I, I will turn in some cool shit. There will be no spankings. There might be one spank. I will, like, have, like, one honorary spanking. Uh, women will not tuck their arms under their breasts and sigh very often. Um, and uh, the, I will kind of write more consent into the world than the, this series. So if you want someone who wants to, if you're looking for, like, that true, like, that, like, true unfiltered uh, Wheel of Time experience, I'm not the guy. You're not the guy. But if you want no. a, like, war series about the Trolloc, I want I, I want to write about the Trolloc War so fucking bad. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. If Robert Jordan left which notes is why for... our Wheel of Time, which is why our D&D campaign is going to take place during the Trolloc Wars, but... Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. If, if Robert Jordan left notes for those other prequel books, I think that could be really cool. Um, Honestly, I don't care about that. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything interesting in what happens between this and the main series for Moraine and Lan. No, no, I don't think the prequels, the prequels are not the same story. One was about Tam. He and goes then, home and raises a kid, though. You know no, what I mean? Like, I, I, don't I don't need to see that. I know what happens to Tam. If it's Tam before Rand is born, probably. super interesting. It's probably the Aiel War. But like Tam moving home to the Emmons field with his new wife 
and baby and raising them and making like I just I I'm I don't really care about that. Yeah. I would rather them go like hundreds of years in the past, thousands of years in the past, yeah, or yeah, yeah. a thousand years in the future, right? Write about Archer Pendrag. Yeah, That'd be cool. nerdy's women won't sigh breastily. No, exactly. They won't. Um, Pooh Daddy says no. Leave we love time alone, please. I know, but if someone's gonna do it, I would rather make money. <laughs> wow. Wow. We're supposed to end with Tam finding Rand. Okay, that could be really fun. If it's about the, if it's Tam's perspective of the Aiel War, that I would be, be very interesting. Yeah, that would be fun. Because I thought we were gonna get more of the Aiel War from Land's perspective, but we absolutely did not. Um, Fabu Moose wants to be a character in my Wheel of Time. Sounds good. Raising Rand sounds like a wholesome story. Anyway, sorry, I did my high. You gotta do your low. Um, the Cat Swain chapter. I I don't. I just, fuck it. I, I just don't like. I I don't like the way he writes that character. I just find her boring. I and like the more he writes her the same way, the the like the faster I get bored with her scenes. When like when she shows up and I'm like, oh, maybe Cat Swain will do something different this time, and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I my brain turns off a little bit faster every time. All right, that's and I'm hopeful that in the final books, we will get to something with Cat Swain that changes my mind. I really want, I want something in these books to change my mind about this character. Yeah. I'm not like, she's dead to me forever. I mean, look at how I felt about like Nynaeve. And now I love Nynaeve. I really love Nynaeve in the last couple books, right? Um, yeah. Whereas there was a period of time where I was like, fuck, I cannot stand this character. I really want something to change my mind about Cat Swain. But right now, like anytime she shows up, I kind of turn my brain off a little bit. How I Met Your Ideal Mother. <laughs> That is very funny. Uh, James Smith, thank you for the super chat. Let's fucking go. Cat Swain, Cat Swain. is not the best. Cat Swain sucks. Guys, we still, we're still we still looking for people to help us design <clears throat> more merch. So if you know if you know artists, uh, please point them in our direction. Colonel Sanders says, um, this will be so cool as long as nothing in them touch the RJBS series. Uh, I like that that sounds like Robert Jordan's bullshit series. But I know what you mean. Yeah, Talk yeah, Wars, yeah, yeah. Pendrag, Age of Legends, Seafolk. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I would I would read yeah. a story about Lucifer and Telemon, right? Like, that would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. Thank you for that. Um, uh, Milo is just Swan kind of, like, conveniently showing up. Um, yeah. I do wish she had a more active role in the end of this book, but it's not her story, and I understand that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 my low, but it's not. I'm I'm not really upset about it. Yeah, I just I just I do wish that she was like used more in the end. Yeah. Um, I already said what my high is. Uh, it's it's land with the kid. I, I I thought that that was one of those rare moments where Robert Jordan shows other sides of characters. Um, he doesn't do it with all of his characters very often, and we he certainly has not done it with Lion up until this point. Yeah. Um, even in marrying Nynaeve, he's still like the same stoic, you know. And so to have this moment where he's like, don't you remember being eight? And then he thinks to himself, I didn't get to be eight like that. And he's he there's like regret over the life that he's lived because there was no choice in his life. Yeah. Um, which I think comes out in his the way that he is so um, difficult with um, Adderall because, you know, we, we, we experience this regret in his head. And I, I think it's just so well done. Yeah. Um, and Lan, you know, he was my favorite character in the show. Uh, he's inconsistently been one of my favorite characters in the books, just depending on how much he's in them. He, he disappears for a long time. Um, but, uh, this book reminded me why that character resonates with me so strongly. Yeah. And I just, I love Lan Mandragoran. I, I think that he's wonderful and, um, I'm, he's, he's my favorite character. Like, I just, I love him so much. And this book really reinforced why that is. Yeah. While also fleshing him out in ways that made him even more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree a, th- a thousand percent. It, it was an incredible moment and well written and 
it hurt a little bit. One of the things about this book that made me love Nynaeve more, weirdly, since she's not in it, is the 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 th- painting Hussein. her forehead? Hussein. Yeah. yeah, I think that reading this book and seeing how much the traditions of Malkiri mean to him to Lan, knowing that Nynaeve hears about traditions that mean a lot to Lan, and she just immediately implements them into her life. Yeah, as a way of honoring him, makes me love her more. Yeah, I think that like I think that when you are a partner of someone and you find something important to them. And without them asking you, you just make that a part of your life. Yeah. I That makes Nynaeve, it, it shows a level of empathy on her part that I was not aware she had. Yeah. And it makes me love her more. Honestly, That it's something to take away from this book that makes that character who isn't in this book, isn't mentioned, isn't like prequel teased in a silly way. No. She just, th- there's touches in this book that make her a stronger character. And I love that he managed to pull that off. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. The only thing that's, like, a little bit weird, which, like, I don't really want to think about, is that That Nynaeve is, like, at least 20 years younger than Lan. That's weird now, but isn't weird in the past. No, I know. Like, when my my great-grandfather... I'm just not going to think about it. (laughs) When my great-grandfather moved to Canada, he married a woman, like, 32 years younger than him. Yep. They had nine kids. Yep. And she never remarried after he died because they she just loved him. And they had a great life and he yeah. was very good to her. And like she was she she lived her life with her family, you know, being happy, but she was like, I don't need anyone else. I, I had my one love. Yeah. And, and like Yeah. She's I, she's like twenty six. She's old enough. It's weird when they're like eighteen. Like Leonardo DiCaprio dating an eighteen year old is fucking strange to me. Yeah, Nynaeve is twenty five. But when you're like twenty five, twenty six, it's like, well, you're yeah, you do do what you yeah. want, you know. Um, y'all, that's the end of the show. I'm gonna check Discord really quick. Oh, we are gonna give you the yeah. I'm gonna tell you what to read for next week. The the breakdown for for uh, mod talk knife of daggers. So for next week, it's only um I I think chapter zero zero is the prologue. So um. Here, you read that. I'm going to go grab the book. I can just put it up on my iPad. The book? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you bought it already. I, I own all. I bought all of them as a bundle. That's fair enough. Because it was cheaper. Um, we got some Knife of here, Daggers. Read, read that out to them. Okie dokie. So here is the split next Friday. Oh, that's a short one. Next Friday, we are doing prologue to chapter five. Okay. Well, don't say it's a short one. We do not know how long the prologue that's is. That's true. I don't know how many pages it's going to be. The prologue could be... 160 pages. But this is a five split, okay? Our mods Yeah, decided, we're doing it in five weeks. Our mods decided five split was going to be plenty. So uh, it is in the chat. Thank you for that, Dakuna. Uh, prologue to chapter five for next week. And then six to 12, 13 to 20, 21 to 27, and then 28 to the end. <clears throat> um, so we are reacting to chapter 20 for the patrons. Okay. For patrons and YouTube members, there will chapter be a 20. reaction to chapter 20. So that's in our third week. Zero to five is about 20% of the book. So that makes sense. Of course it is. God damn it. All right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Apparently there's a lot to talk about in this book. So. Yes. Um, all right. And then this is the prologue. Embers falling on dry grass. The is sun. Is that a sword form? Probably. The sun. Climbing toward mid-morning, stretched Galad's shadow and those of his three armored companions ahead of them as they trotted their mounts down the road that ran straight through the forest. 
dense with oak and leather leaf, pine and sour gum, most showing the red of spring growth. He tried to keep his mind empty, still, but small things kept intruding. The day was silent, save for the thud of their horses' hooves. No bird sang on a branch, no squirrel chittered. Too quiet for the time of year, as though the forest held its breath. This had been a major trade route once, long before Amadicia and Terrabon came into being, and bits of ancient paving stones sometimes studded the hard-packed surface of yellowish clay. A single farm cart far ahead, behind a plodding ox, was the only sign of human life now besides themselves. Trade had shifted far north, farms and villages in the region dwindled, and the fabled lost mines of Aelgar remained lost in the tangled mountain ranges that began only a few miles to the south. Dark clouds, massing in that direction, promised rain by afternoon if their slow advance continued. A red-winged hawk quartered back and forth along the border of the trees, hunting in the fringes, as he himself was hunting, but at the heart, not on the fringes. Okay, so we get Galad? In Amadicia. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> Chat wants you to keep going. I don't know how much we can read before it's, like, copyright struck. Galad um, isn't really near anybody right now. In the Medicia? He's over here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, like, everyone's over here. <laughs> I don't know. He's in Sanchin territory, though. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. God, that's where the hotness is. All right. Well, that's the beginning of the prologue. I'm excited to read it. They want you to keep going. I know they do. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, sorry, y'all. It's, it's... Oh, guys, chapter 20 is called The Golden Crane? I know what that means now. I know what that means. Is Do you think that's the chapter Moraine comes back? No, I don't think she's coming back quite yet. Uh, Mike! Mike, thank you for that super chat. Super chat Before we go, I just want to drop some appreciation for you guys. No, we appreciate you guys. You guys. I love what you both love and dislike about the series. I appreciate how much you've given for this book club, Teshar Book Club. Guys, we haven't given anything. This has been, like, the fucking best part of our year. I know we didn't like the last couple of books, and that's been a little bit tough for everybody involved, including us. But um, <laughs> New Spring brought me back. I'm, like, I'm on the wheel of time train now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm riding. I'm a little, you know, I'm a little worried about Tuan, but, like, we'll get past it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Albino um, says, can you read the epigraph before the prologue? Sure, why not? Before we head out. It's 2.30. Oh, 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 that's fair. Yeah, we started a little bit late and we've gone a little bit long, but uh, no one's upset about that, right? Um, the sweetness of victory and the bitterness of defeat are alike a knife of dreams. From Frog and Steel by Matic Comedrin. Cool. Sounds too much like Matrim Cawthon. Also, I thought I, my brain was like frog and toad, but it's fog and steel. I literally, it's not even frog. It's fog. I, I made it From frog because I was thinking steel. of frog and toad. Frog and toad. Wait, wait, go back, go back, go back, go back. The sweetness of victory and bitterness of defeat. Okay, sure. Sure. I don't know what that means, but it's <laughs> very poetic. You have a new spring in your step. I do have a new spring in my step, but it's time for uh, us to say, if you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you're on iTunes, give this five stars and leave a message. We'll read it. Uh, yeah. Nobody's done that in a while, so put something ridiculous for me to say on the podcast. If you want to follow us on the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. And I'm at Clars Polaris. If you don't like Smut Corner, get the fuck out. <laughs> Lan Fox. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I do not want to know how that Lan, sounds, Mike. Lan is just fucking, like... 
pounding puss left, right, and center. Going to pound town. Oh my god! And Moraine is a virgin. Moraine needs to get fucked. Moraine needs to. Well, she's not a virgin. She's That's true. Definitely fucked. Swan. Swan has stuck fingers and probably toys inside of her. Yeah, there, and, there's you know, some triangles for that. Do you exactly. think that? Do you think that Swan? I, I I like to think that Moraine and Swan fuck one last time before she goes back. No, she doesn't have time. No. There's no time for sex because Lan already left. I know. It's that very is sad. so sad. It is they, tragic. They definitely fucked that night in the hotel though. Yeah, when they shared the bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Hotel rooms. Hotel rooms make me horny. All right. The problem is we're usually sharing with Holly and like. (laughs) Right, 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 right. right. That's fair. She calls Um, us mom and dad enough now that I'm like, I can't fuck in front of her. Which is hilarious because she's older than both of us. Guys, we're mom and dad. We're mom and dad. Yeah, there there are a number of people who call us mom and dad now. And I think that's very funny. I guess we just give off married couple energy, maybe. And we're always together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pie Piper guy. Yeah, Holly Wolf. Yeah, yeah. She's. She calls us mom and dad. She calls us mom and dad. Um, <laughs> and on our Attack on Titan videos when I don't like it she's like mom and dad are fighting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah no I, 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 Swan and Moraine they, they fucking go at it uh, Lan is an absolute monster in the bedroom um, do you think like um, Adderall like chokes Lan with his hair while they're having sex she takes his thing and is like mm. oh the That'd be braid kinda kinky. or maybe she does no no no, no, no. she's in doggy He's behind her, and he uses his braid as like a fucking like. I don't like as the leverage. hair thing. I, I know, I know that you don't like it, Unless but I it's feel like. Her. Here's the thing: she has long hair. I'm just saying. You don't need the it's extra. It's pretty kinky. Sure. It's pretty kinky. To use the like power she has over him to choke her while they're having sex, that's pretty kinky. That's yeah. some shit I could get into. Yeah. I feel bad that Bukama didn't get to get laid by that innkeeper before I he died. I know! He got fucking shafted and the, well, the wrong kind shafted. of shafted. That's a <laughs> he did not get shafted. Um, yeah, because she was about to teach him a lesson that night and he missed out on it, which is truly I tragic. don't think she's about to teach him a lesson. I think that she has taught him that lesson and he is old hat at that lesson by now. She's very, like, she, know she knows, to be. they've had, they've slept together enough that she knows exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. 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 They know positions each other likes. They're mm-hmm. both going to have some orgasms and then they're going to sleep cuddled up in each other's arms. I hope that Lan is a good wingman for Moraine. Because Moraine is horny. She deserves, you know, she deserves a little loving, but like, it's hard to find good people out there. Like Rin was a fucking dark friend, you know, like that's yeah. tough. It's a tough, tough world out there. Do you think... Do you think Moraine has ever had sex with a dude? Yes. In that 20 years? Yes. You think she does? Okay. Yeah, she's too comfortable flirting with Tom not to. All right. You know what I mean? That's fair. I was just like wondering. I, I would not be surprised if her and Tom Marilyn fuck. They, yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe she just they, grabs those mustaches. Maybe she she comes back and they settle down and they like have like a DSMR like line Oh, you children. think Tom and Moraine end up together? Sure, sure. That's my bold prediction, y'all. Moraine comes back, and her and Tom have a good couple of years before Tom probably dies. <laughs> or she makes Tom her new warder, so he lives longer. To fix longer. his knee. To fix his knee! Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.